What's up and welcome to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the new face of video games, Blessing at AOEA. What's up, Tim? Nothing much, man. Doing good. I love your shirt. Thanks, man. Love your jacket. Where can people, where can people get that? Oh, man, that's a good question. I assume roosterteeth.com slash store, but uh, there the, might be yeah. a 25% chance that I'm wrong, but I think it's, you can well, get it there. <laughs> it is the Rooster Teeth store. I, it is weird that if you go to roosterteeth.com slash store, it doesn't take you to the Rooster Teeth store. I never understood why they don't fix that. But yes, mm-hmm. it is. Go find the Rooster Teeth store. You can get that shirt yeah. designed by the homie, James Davis. Yeah, Patreon no, he killed it. And it's, for a, it's the shirt for uh, Black Heritage Month. Uh, and so we get, he, he sent this over to me after we, d- we did some work with Rooster Teeth in February. And very happy with the shirt. It's a very cool design. I love it. It is it is super dope. And joining us again, of course, is the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Just adjusting my lights, Tim. I, re- I figured, you know, light. Baby Blue not really used on this show. More like a mm-hmm. teal, more like a green. So I'm trying to go purple, trying to go pur- kind of, you know, I like dancing. It's a dance. It's all dance. It's a know? beautiful dance. Blue is your color, Such a beautiful Andy. dance. Just, uh, just You're right. Yeah, oh, dude. Baird, you're so right. <laughs> <laughs> and making one of his first appearances on the Gamescast. Very excited about this, the master of hype, Snowbike Mike. What up, Tim? Andy, I've embraced the blue. I'm just going to rock blue all show long, so, you know, don't worry about it. I got oh, you, got, you got blue on? Oh, I, see. I, got, I got the blue for you. Uh, I, mean, I mean, you're in Lake Tahoe. It's the Sapphire Blue Lakes. And by the way, this is not Mike's first appearance. His first appearance was when he talked a lot of shit about the DualSense. Ben, the oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 was Ori in the Blind Forest review. Comments not happy oh, about the list. Yeah. Yeah. Back in yeah. the, the old studio. That's crazy. People weren't hot on those PlayStation comments. I still <laughs> Have you come around at all? Mike, like, uh, no, no, I have how, not. How? How? Blessing, blessing, let me just break it down for you. Uh, I don't want to eat up too much down. of the show. He's doubling down. Grab a eat hold away. of this Xbox Elite controller. Oh, I, will I tell you it. too. This oh, the is the controller. best controller around. You can't tell me that if you grab this controller and you walk it. over and you grab that DualSense that you think that this is even, you know, in the market. You know what I mean? It's I mean, not that good. Does the Elite controller have haptic feedback? I don't like the haptic feedback. Because, like, oh, dude, haptic that. feedback changes the game, though. <laughs> when you're, when you're running around an like, AstroBot, yeah, and, and you're getting oh, the, I, the pitter patterns of the feet, let me tell you, it's in, different. In, in a game that you actually care about, MLB The Show 21, where, oh, I, can actually, where I can actually feel. Uh, like when the ball like uh, hits the glove of someone Ooh. and depending on where they are on screen, I can feel it in like the corners of the controller. Mike, it's pretty cool. It's oh, satisfying. do they have haptic feedback in, in baseball, Barrett, where you because like I remember playing baseball in high school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes a breaking ball might come a little too inside and you're hitting the baseball Right, like above your hands, as opposed to on the barrel of the bat, and yeah. that shit hurts your hands. Yeah, it does. Dude. I don't. I don't know. I would have to actually like play it like in in the moment lazy, to tell you lazy like, devs. Uh, if uh, the, you feel that. But uh, at when least for like when... throwing and stuff uh, and fielding, you, you definitely feel it and notice it. Now I, I know I know little about baseball. I know the basic rules, but every now and then I know that the pitcher will sometimes throw the ball at the batter, and that'll force that'll force a walk. And I don't know when that happens, but it happens every now and then. Do you feel that in the haptic feedback? Like, do you get the impact? I haven't been been beamed by a baseball (laughs) yet, so no. Okay, take one on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could mm-hmm. the Elite Series 2 do that, Mike? I don't uh, think so. I'm going to take a lot of smack in the comments. People will be like, but it's a $200 controller, Mike, this and that. I know. 
I know. Comments just, just way relax. Better We're just talking shit. Sense. It's way better. Just you let know us mean? talk shit. We're just having it's fun. Premium is shit, man. I love premium. this thing. I love the versatility of it. I love being able to switch out the D-pad and all the buttons Ooh. and stuff, depending on the game I'm playing. If it's a 2D platformer, I want I want this D-pad. If it's a, a fighting game, I might want the one that's a little bit more of that you know the roly-poly looking guy mm. it's just like i like the Love options the there i think you're crazy for not loving the dual sense the dual sense is fantastic and the closest the two console controllers have ever felt but i will say that there's nothing as premium as this as this thing and i wish that there was a premium thing, you're version you're talking of the about the elite controller specifically the elite series too okay yes. yeah bless because yes. yeah. bless like you're playing a new souls game like elden ring comes out right mm-hmm. and i'm putting a date on it right now august 24th 2021 oh that's sooner than i thought um <laughs> yeah really exciting <laughs> stuff. Crazy. really really exciting stuff so bless you get elden mm-hmm. ring right you get that shit on pc okay because you know what you can't get that little back button controllers anymore they're not for the dual sense 5 they're only on the old mm. Uh, DualShock Four or whatever. So you get the you get the an Elite controller. You play it on PC and on the you get back button. You set it to run and roll. You Ooh. set it to run and roll. You're not having to take your right thumb off the camera stick. You have full control of your camera and you're running and you're rolling and you're juking and driving with your with one little. Bu- I only use one bumper by the way. Just one is all I need. Uh, and right, and you're just so you're set for life, dude. You're set. Bless. That does sound nice. That does sound nice. And I would use that if I was going to play it on PC, but I am going to play will. it on PlayStation Five when it comes out. Damn, on your dual sense, lot, on my dual sense with the haptic <laughs> feedback and the in the adaptive triggers. And the PlayStation button and the touchpad and the lights that light up. This thing is perfect. Yeah. Thing, Does the, the Xbox controller have a PlayStation button? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. This is you... the kind of funny exactly. games cast where each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. You can get it on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com as well in video form. If you want audio form, guess what? We're on all of your favorite podcast services. Check out your favorite podcast service search for kind of funny games cast will be right there for you we recently migrated off of soundcloud to a different service so now 100 we should be in all of the different podcast places if you're not finding games cast there if you're not leaving us the five stars two thumbs up all that stuff you're gonna need to figure out your life but if you're not seeing us please tweet at me at tim gettys let me know that it's not there so i can try to figure that out for you i would really 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 appreciate that but if you don't want to worry about any of that at all and you wanted to get this show live as it's being recorded if you want to get this show ad free if you want to get the exclusive post show patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to be just like our patreon producers the nanobiologist tyler ross joseph or yusuf trent barry mizuki man bear paradox julian the gluten-free gamer alex j sandoval sancho west gaming james hastings elliot and casey kern have all done we love and appreciate all of them so very thank you very for much. supporting us everybody we also love and support our Beautiful, illustrious sponsors, including ExpressVPN, Canva, and Channel Fireball Box Breaks. But we're going to talk about all of those later. Once again, I want to start off fresh with the topic of this show for us to get into. Because I think that we we got a good one today, boys. Good one today. Game Informer has a website you can go to called GameInformer.com slash 2021. All right? If you go there, it's just an up-to-date list of release dates for video games coming to all different consoles all that stuff uh and as far as i could tell it has everything as up-to-date as humanly possible Dang, what it, i want to do is cobra kai I, in I, january huh 
I go to this. I go to this uh, page every single week for PS I Love You because this is one of the sources I go to to uh, gather all the new rele- all the new releases of the week for PlayStation. Every now and then they miss out on certain things, and I think a lot of times things come out of left field. And so once you get to a week, there will be certain things that maybe got announced the week before. But to their best effort, they do keep this thing updated, and it is, it is an exactly. amazing list. So my thing is, if there's games that aren't here that we know are supposed to be here, let's bring it to our attention. Let's try to look for them. Let's figure that out from there. But just letting the audience know, this is the list that we're working on as we're going through these games. So what I want to do with this beautiful group of men right here is to go through game by game. And I want us to figure out how excited, how hyped we are for all of these different games. Now, the rules that I came up with are simple. And let me know if you're not liking these. We're going to each answer two different questions about these games question one is ranking from one to four on how excited we are for these one is not interested two is gonna try three is gonna beat and four is hyped do we understand all that we don't need to use the numbers you can say the numbers you can say the the words whatever you want but the rankings go not interested gonna try gonna beat hyped and then the second question is is it going to release this year? Now, we only we need to talk about that if, if we don't think it's going to make it. But in the year of our Lord, 2021, there is probably going to be a lot of video game delays. Am I right? You never know. Yeah, you never know, Tim. You just never know. That's just, just the laws know. of nature. Mm-hmm. So I want to start this off today, which is 420 as we record this. Woo! To try oh, to yeah. see where we are at on this. MLB The Show 2021 comes out. <laughs> today i want to know what you guys hype levels are even though i know some of us have already been playing it i'm at the not gonna try <laughs> yeah i'm also not gonna try like i've never been the person to keep well actually you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna roll that back a bit i might try it out maybe once or twice since it's on xbox game pass, game pass yeah. baby yeah, we were having this conversation a couple days ago when i say a couple days ago i mean literally yesterday on ps love you uh that you know, like I'm not a baseball person, right? I'm not. I'm not the type of person to follow the releases for MLB the show specifically week to week, or not week to week, uh, year to year. I played the last baseball game I played outside of like the arcade baseball games or Wii Sports or some shit was probably an MLB game that came out in like 2002 on the PS2. Um, and I've never really had the explicit desire to check out an MLB the show, but it coming to Game Pass presents this this ease of oh I can just try it out if I really wanted to and I have friends that are playing it right now and so I've, if I wanted to play a game with Barrett or Snowbike Mike or somebody it's the easiest downloading it and trying it out Boom, so right I, might, I might yeah I might be number two on there I'm on I'm, num- I'm number three on the list I'm gonna beat it oh, oh yeah um, okay yeah, I'm gonna, gonna beat, beat I'm gonna beat gonna Major beat League it. Baseball um, <laughs> the f- I've heard that the final boss is like the big cat, Andres Galarraga, Mike. Oh, uh, I love El, the big cat. El Gato Grande. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know the difficulty really ramps up there. Uh, no, for real, though, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try it out. I love playing games with Mike and the Squid Squad. Um, I definitely want to get in there. I've My enthusiasm for baseball has come back recently in the last two, mm. three years since the Braves got better. Uh, but for like six years, the Braves are really terrible. And... Um, my love for baseball was like at an all-time high as a kid, similar to kind of like I'd say the WWE almost, uh, being a gigantic WWF fan. And then my enthusiasm just kind of went down when I turned like, I don't know, 16, 17, had, didn't really care much about baseball when the Braves were bad. And then uh, I've recently started caring since they are actually good now. So 
I'm back in. I want to start create a little franchise, Mike. Create a player. Um, I know Wash, our friend Washburn his his create a player name is uh, Bobby Bases. Um, Love that. That's I, great. Yeah, I, I want to. We'll, we'll see if I'm creating like a DH, Mike. Maybe I'm a little shortstop. That's what I, I'm used to playing shortstop in, in baseball. Yeah, baby. So. Uh, well, I'm really glad that you brought this up, Tim, because this is a four for me. And this is something over on the Kind of Funny X cast you can catch live. We did our first impressions and the review so far of it as we had a little bit early access to it. But uh, I'll tell you this right now. This is a four. It's a big deal for gamers all around the globe and for mainly Xbox players like myself, because this is the best major league baseball sports sim that you can find on the market. And in all honesty, this is probably the best sports simulation game you can find, right? FIFA, Madden, NBA, NHL, now MLB on all the platforms. This has cross-play day one on Xbox Game Pass and playable on the cloud. There's a lot of big factors going into this that gets a lot of momentum in my book. But for me, it's like, here comes baseball again for us over on the Xbox side. We just put up with years of RBI baseball and Super Mega Baseball. And if you don't know those games, trust me, they suck. Okay, plain and simple. And so <laughs> to have this on our side right now is a big deal. And I've played about 12 hours right now so far, and I am thinking about it. I'm daydreaming about it. And we've had the conversation on the Kind of Funny X cast of like the MLB's job with this game was to get people interested in baseball again. Baseball is America's pastime, now kind of getting passed up by the NBA and by football, of course. But their goal is to try to get people back into it. And I have to say, after spending so much time with this game, I've actually sat down and watched four major league baseball games over the course of the week. And it's mind blowing. It's like wild. We're like, I sat down and I wanted to watch. I was engaged with the game. I was excited about it and it's, it's doing its job. And I mean, all the features, right? You have diamond dynasty, which is the card pack game. You have road to the show. You now have a baseball diamond editor where you can build your own stadium. This so many factors I can go on and on, go check out the X cast, but this is a four. And anybody listening out there, I implore you just to give it a try. If you're on Xbox, it's on Game Pass. If you're on PlayStation, you're going to have to have a conversation money-wise if this is into you. But this <laughs> is a must-play sports sim right here. Hands down. This will be game of the year in the sports catalog. I promise you right now. I'm, I'm going to put that bet wow. down. While you're talking about that, uh, Mike, I know you got have XCast coming up later this week. Do any of you guys have access to the Xbox Cloud stuff that came out today, the iOS stuff? As of right now, as of recording, myself, Paris, and Gary have not been invited on Tuesday, April 20th. So we'll see if we get access into that right now. But I have not been invited to that yet. That's exciting Let me stuff. call up. to hear about Let it. Let me call him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uncle Phil, baby. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Next up. The, so the other option is going to be games where we're all just like, we don't even know. So right. uh, Altlier, Mysterious Trilogy Deluxe Move pack. on. Move it on. <laughs> Buildings have feelings, too. Nope. Dude, we were just talking about that game uh, yesterday. That game looks really cool. It's not one I'm going to try out, but it's one that if, you, if you're interested in building sims and you're interested in weird, quirky concepts, the whole thing about this game is that the buildings in your building sim walk around and talk to each other and have feelings. Oh, and so, like, I, check out the trailer if that interests you. It's a really cool, really funny trailer. Um, but as one I'm not going to check out. The next up, we got Immortals Phoenix Rising, the Lost Gods DLC, coming to every console known to man, it looks like, on April 22nd. Uh, any of you guys thinking about getting back into Immortals Phoenix Rising for this? No. Nah. Never tried it out. No. And it's weird no. because I... I 
you know, I brought it up uh, in other conversations that we've had, and I know Barrett's very mild on it. I know several of us kind of on this call are pretty eh, lukewarm on it, but there's some people that just swear by it and say it's just like an amazing game, and I don't fully know what the like whether this would actually be a game for me. I know a lot of people are like, dude, it's it's like a Breath of the Wild light, obviously in HD, and it looks phenomenal and it's super fun. Um, I don't know. I feel like. I owe it to myself to try it out, but there's just way other, there's many other things I'd rather play. So moving on a little bit from there, uh, we got one near replicant version 1.22474487139. Ellipsis. Do any of you guys have interest in this? Oh yeah, I'm going to beat this one. I'm definitely going to beat oh, this yeah? one. Oh yeah? Oh shit. Go, so we're going number three for, for Blessing. Yeah. What about you? This is three or four for me as well. This is either going to beat it or hyped. I'm, oh. I, was a, I was a big fan of, of Nier Automata. I've been talking to him before how I've been really wanting to play and replay Automata on PC since the PS4 version just doesn't look that great. And I believe um, they put out a tweet, an official tweet recently saying, we are finally going to patch the Steam version, which has been pretty broken for the last several years since the game came out. And uh, mods were made for it several years ago in order to make it more playable and for it to look better. But they, uh, I'm happy they're actually going to go back and finally patch it out. The gameplay is incredible. Like, um, have you? Did you ever play Automata, Tim? Yeah, I beat. Okay. I beat it only once though. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, I did a, a, a full playthrough, and then I got halfway through the second one. But I didn't. Oh, man. I didn't want to commit the time to it, bless. Because my thing was, damn, it took me twenty hours for one playthrough, and I'm gonna have to put another twenty hour in. And then everybody's like, no, Andy, the second one's like six, and the third it, it one's goes like four, and the, yeah. And that's so the thing, I, that's I owe the it to myself to do that for sure. It's a, that's the thing that's the bummer about Nier Automata is the game frames its uh, its systems as having multiple endings, right? Where you finish the game, you want to you play it again so you can get more more. Uh, uh, content uh out of it and then you continue to play multiple endings but really the other endings are basically sequels to the original ending like once you get past the second one you are playing entirely different content from there on but the game doesn't really communicate that and so people people get to that first ending and then drop off because when you start it again you basically start off from the same beginning that you had when you first started the game you know what Um, it reminds me of it reminds me of when Pixar makes like Lion King 1.5 and shows you what Timon and Pumbaa were doing the whole time, yeah, well, <laughs> that's dude, what the extra playthroughs remind that's me. That's the of. thing I loved about it, though, is like even even though for that ending B, you are doing a lot of the same content, uh, content, you are getting it from an entirely different perspective in Correct, ways yeah. to where you get to certain scenes and you're like, oh shit, I didn't realize that this thing was going on over here while this thing is going on over here. Like yeah. near Tom to me is dope is because it's a story and a game that can only be done with it as a video game. Like you can't do that as a movie or any any other form of media really because you really need to be in the shoes of these characters getting these different perspectives. Um and near replicant, right, for those who may not be aware, is basically a prequel to Near Automata, but it is a remake of the the one of the games that came prior. And so like at, around a decade ago near replicant and near gestalt came out and near gestalt came out in the west where near replicant i believe came out only in japan uh and both of them are precursor to near automata and near near replicant this new one is a remake slash remaster of the of the old game that basically i believe it has the same story and same content but then has some reworked gameplay and stuff for this new version and i'm i'm super hyped to try it out 
Yeah, the, I love the combat style. I I fighting enemies in that game is so fun. It reminds me a lot of whenever we see a lot of those the the massive screens of orbs coming at the player. It reminds you of kind of what Returnal looks like it's going to be coming up soon. But yeah, the gameplay is just so fast and flashy and I am super stoked to try it out on PC with like the unlocked frame rate and just see how smooth and and gorgeous it looks. I'm super stoked for it. So I'm, three I'm, or four, I put three point eight for me, Tim. I'm really excited for Replicant because I want to play through it and then finally play Automata. I've never played yeah. it before. And... Hell yeah! Oh, wow! Hell yeah! Uh, Andy, moving on to that. Actually, April thirtieth, we got Returnal. Where are we at with this? I put this one at the at the two. They're gonna try. I'm interested. Housemark Games always fantastic. Uh, but there's something about they've never hooked me. Like, it never gets me playing past two, three hours max. And Returnal seems to be one that, like, has a little bit more meat on the bone when it comes to, to you know, gameplay that's not just the arcade style that they're known so much for. Uh, but, yeah, pretty pretty interested in it. Yeah, I would put this in the three or four category for me. I, you know, early on, the main thing I'm worried about is the the scariness of it, man. People are saying mm. it's like legitimately a scary game with like weird, twisted type shit. Um, but the gameplay just looks right up my alley. It's it's running and gunning and it's dashing and shooting, and you are avoiding the very obvious enemy attacks. Um, it's basically like one of their top down, any other other top down shooters, but in a more 3D form. And it's supposed to be, you know, their sort of next-gen offering. Visually, the lighting looks fucking yeah. phenomenal. And, yeah, I think the gameplay looks absolutely uh, just a blast. You know, I can't wait to try it Dash out. Dash and parry. Yeah, dude, dash and yeah. parry, dog. This is one that is, the closer we get to it, the more I move up towards the floor to where I'm like, oh, wow. yeah, it's Housemark. Oh, yeah, this is a, a big PlayStation game that's about to release. And uh, it is a uh, this third-person roguelite that Housemark is, is making, which is very different for them, especially for it being a $70 game. And for me, that comes with certain expectations and whether or not they hit it being a, hey, this is a $70 full experience or whether or not it's just an amazing housemark game. I think either way, if if either of those are the case, I'm still going to be happy with it. Uh, and yeah, from what we've seen from the trailers, the gameplay looks fun. I'm totally down with that bullet hell style because like Andy said, that is kind of reminiscent of Nier Automata. And that's one of the things I loved most about Nier Automata was the bullet hell uh, gameplay whenever that stuff would come up. And so if that's present in Returnal, and if Return, if that is, if that's mainly all the gameplay Returnal, then I'm totally down for that. And then yeah, like in terms of being a roguelite, there are lately I've been getting more and more into uh, uh, roguelites. And when I say lately, I guess over the course of the last generation, because it started with Rogue Legacy for me, and then moved on with Dead Cells, and then Hades. And I'm if you put a roguelite in the description of a game, I'm down to at the very least try it out because when those hit for me, they really hit. And so I'm hoping that Returnal ends up being that. Yeah, and also, uh, I, I just think the difficulty of it, it makes me excited. It seems like I'm going to, you're going to die quite a bit in this game and like, all right, what do I need to fix next time? Because I had that a lot recently, uh, playing Outriders, like finally beating it and playing through Solo the whole way and trying to sort of re, you know, uh, re-examine what your, what your prior strategy was against that first boss and how can I fix that and make it better next time. I just, I love that type of engaging And there's a gameplay. dash mechanic. That dash, of course, dash and dash mechanic, man. I right, go ahead, Mike. Mr. Where are you at? I'm at a 2.5 for me. I'm really excited. This is something that gets me eager to go turn on the PlayStation, right? And I love the look. I love Housemark and the name behind it, right? And Andy and Blessing have done so well of talking about the gameplay, and that's what gets me super excited. That's why I'm at a 2.5. Is if this gameplay does hook me, I think where we are right now with the game releases and what's around it 
this is the type of thing that I need right now. I want that single player game. I want something that challenges me, that captures my attention. And so I think Returnal could do that for me. So I'll give it a two for sure. 2.5 possibly to three. If it captures me, I could return to the PS5, which I'm excited about. I'm right there with you, actually. I would say 2.5, where it's just like, I'm not sure I'm going to beat it, but I know I'm going to try it, but I'm expecting to like it. So that, that would push me closer to that three. Uh, moving on from here, we got new Pokemon Snap coming out on April 30th. Blessing, where you at? God, that's I mean, so soon. I might be at a at a one for this one. Like, I love Pokemon, uh, and I love N64 games, and so I should have loved Pokemon Snap <laughs> back in the day. But that was one that I played at a friend's house, and I was like, all right, I get it. I'm going to go back home and play Pokemon Stadium like an adult. Um, and so, <laughs> and so uh, this one doesn't necessarily capture me, but I'm like, I'm excited. This one is one where I'm like, I'm more excited for other people to play it than I am to actually try it out myself. This is a four for me. Oh. I'm, oh, I'm really Mike, excited. I'll jump it. in. I, this is my childhood right here, right? Like Blessing brought up Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Snap were like two big games for me on the N64 that were really important to me in my childhood. And right now I'm going through the Pokemon craze just like the whole entire planet Earth is, right? I'm getting Pokemon cards. I'm opening them up. I want more Pokemon content in my life. And to see this and what is going to happen, right? The different ideas of day and night cycles, the chance to throw out these glowing orbs that will make the Pokemon change color that you're seeing up on the screen here in a moment. And on top of that, the social aspect, right? To be able to see other people's photos, get inspired by them, or be challenged to get a better shot than them, I think is really going to capture my attention. And for me, this is a this is a big deal right now on the Nintendo Switch side. This is what I need to get back over to that and turn it on and get excited. So I can't wait for this. I'm so excited. Dude, yeah. All, I mean, this is a four. Uh, social media is going to be popping the hell off with this, dude. Uh, especially because it is a new game and we are discovering stuff all at the same time. And you're going to see people figuring out shit They're like, oh, my God, I didn't know there was a goddamn uh, Kangaskhan back there. Well, who would have thought, Tim? Who would have thought? Who the hell um, would have thought? Yeah, but my childhood, this is my childhood as well. This is me going to my aunt's house in Austin who had a 64 and Pokemon Stadium was there. But for me, it was like, ah, oh, it's just the 3D version of the Game Boy game. I wanted this to be more than that. So Pokemon Stadium never did it for me. But this was wow. a different form of Pokemon and a different way to sort of be engaged with the franchise and it was so creative and it it was bizarre as hell at first and it's like god i got so addicted to it and yeah i can't believe it's already here dude i i would have just assumed this was way later in the year i don't know why i'm with you guys in the sense that this is definitely my childhood all pokemon games were but uh pokemon snap was key because they had at blockbusters you can take your game cartridge and plug it into this machine and then print out the pictures you took of Pokemon and make them stickers. And that was like the coolest thing. And it felt so kind of like immersive look, and like, like, like such a, yeah, <laughs> look, look at these pictures I took of this freaking Psyduck or whatever. Um, and it's just, it was like, yeah, such a unique game of like kind of taking a Disneyland ride idea of you're in this car, you're just kind of going, but you're just enjoying the, the, the places around you and taking pictures. And Andy, I think you really hit something key here, which is it was that, Think of like, oh, I heard you can you can get a picture of you. I heard if you do this, Pikachu comes out on a surfboard. Like getting that type of like, uh, you know, playground conversation about the secrets of this game of how to actually get the freaking Pokemon to turn around and look at you. Like that's going to be the fun. But my question is, is there a place for this game in 2021? 
And I that's what I'm a little bit more worried about. I the the first game, when you really look at it critically, it's content light. And it, it is also not that fantastic of a video game itself. It's kind of slow, it's very clunky. Uh, and what does that look like in 2021? And that's the big question I have that I'm I'm hoping that they have kind of looked at and, and found enough things, enough like hooks to put in it that aren't just hey, it's the first game again with new pokemon but it's the exact same thing and we see instances uh in the trailers of, of some gameplay mechanics the glowing and all that stuff where i'm like all right maybe something's here but i'm gonna put this at a at a three for me definitely gonna beat it but i can't say i'm necessarily hyped out of my mind because the first game while nostalgic for me not necessarily the best game ever the more you guys talk the more i'm like man i might actually be closer to it too actually because I know the social aspect is a good thing to point out. People are going to be talking about this thing on Twitter. Just probably admit it, Bless. Tweeting, you want to play this fucking all game. The... Wait, what was that, Barrett? You just, just want to fucking play, just play this game, Bless. Just fucking admit it, bro. I'll just try it out. Yeah. Just yeah. Snap no, specifically don't, don't even be like, oh, I'll try it. No, you want to fucking play this game, Bless. Yeah. Let's go. It's just, the thing is, there are too many games. Like, we just talked about Returnal and Near Replicant. And my for, from uh, my side, I'm talking about time. Like, I'm like, dude. I know I'm going to have other games to play. I'm still playing Disco Elysium. Like, am I really going to have the time for Pokemon Snap? But, yeah, like, to the to, to you guys' point, right? Like, people are going to be tweeting out screenshots. People are going to be doing all that stuff. And I'm going to see that, and I'm going to go, fuck, yeah, I do like Pokemon, don't I? Oh, yeah, I do love a Bulbasaur. And I'm going to I'm gonna want to pick up the game for that. Yeah, totally. It's exciting. I can't wait. Just a couple of weeks away from seeing all these, these fun pictures. I want to see a Pichu hanging out with some other Pokemon. What's he up to? Uh, next up. We got a couple games. So R-Type Final 2, Terminator Resistance Enhanced, Total War, Total War Rome Remastered. I don't think any of those are for us, correct? Nah. No. So then moving on into May then, uh, Resident Evil Village, the big one. PS5, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, May 7th. I'm going to start this off. This, this for me is at that three. This is at the going to beat for sure. Uh, I, I, I'm not necessarily hyped out of my mind for it. Like I've said before, Resident Evil 7, not my favorite of these games in the first person. While makes it a little scarier, not necessarily my favorite from a gameplay perspective. I, I prefer the, the third person behind the back type stuff. Um, but I'm loving the atmosphere of this. The demos have been fantastic. I uh, love all the, the tall lady stuff. And like what we're looking at here, of like the hordes kind of jumping around quickly uh, coming at you. Seems different enough from everything we've had before in Resident Evil. And I'm like... Man, they, they definitely are putting a lot of care into this. And at the end of the day, I'm going to play anything made in the RE engine because it is so beautiful and just such a joy to look at. Third person, first person, doesn't even matter. Uh, this is a four for me. This is like a get hype moment. A, because it's on my birthday. But also, like, you'll notice I'm saying fours a lot. Look at what's around this, right? There's not much going on. Depending on, like, if you're blessing, right, you have a couple of selections there. But we are pretty quiet early into the year. And right now, another Resident Evil game is killer at this time and i'm actually opposite of you um tim i like the first person ones right i was a big fan of resident evil 7 of that first person action adventure type vibe that they were going with and i'm excited as can be about this i can't wait for it to drop and play through this and try it again like this is what i need a little spook fest on my birthday is going to be a big deal here yeah. yeah for me for me within the last uh month i've probably gone from probably a one to a 2.5 where trying out resident evil 7 and kind of getting more of an understanding of what exactly that game is and how fun it actually is to play uh makes me excited to one play through the rest of that game but then also eventually get come around to resident evil village like it's not one that i necessarily plan to beat by launch like i'm not that hyped for it but i am 
it's it's one that I know that like I'm sure it's gonna come out and have good reviews and have people get super excited about about it and play it and all that stuff. And some somewhere somewhere after that, I think after after I get done Resident Evil Seven, I'll want to make my way towards it because again, like I'm enjoy I'm enjoying this game so much Seven uh, that I could see myself wanting more of that hit. This is at minimum a number two for me because we promised that we would play it on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, if it gets dele- delayed for three years, totally fine by me, right? Like, I'll be long gone by then, Mike. You know what I'm saying? I'm, out of, go, yeah. I'm fucking See out ya. of the company. Um, but Andy, though, like, if, if you didn't have to play it for stream and all that stuff, like, has playing seven gotten you to that point just inherently to the gonna try level? No, no. I, I, I don't enjoy having the feeling of fear and anxiety and horror. Like, I don't. There were several moments during our playthrough, which you can find right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny plays where me and Blesser, well, Bless is playing through it and we're all watching along. Several moments of like, yeah, wh- you like you like this stuff. Like this is something you all enjoy yeah, like, doing is feeling fucking horrible and awful. And I just don't, I don't get, the, I don't get the feeling of thrill of like, oh, this, that scared the shit out of me. Hell yeah. To me, it's like, this fucking sucks, dude. I feel like <laughs> shit. Uh, but we, I mean, we had a lot of fun with it. Um, I think it's definitely a lot more fun in the way that we're doing it, as opposed to if I were to fire it up here in my room alone, like I would, ne- I would get to a safe room and be like, all right, I'm fucking, we, we had that several, that moment several times playing Resident Evil 7 where we hit, we would like do, bless would do something incredibly stressful. We would hit a safe room and I'd be like, this is where I would put the game down. Like if yeah. I was just playing alone, like, all right, that was stressful. That was a lot. It. Like we my made it body, to the room. I want to vomit. Let's just put this game <laughs> down for a bit and we'll come back later. Um, oh. God. Yeah, I, and now that I gives totally, me ideas of like sneaking into Andy's room and like just leaving Lulu in oh, there no. for him to. Turn oh bless! Around. I fucked or, or Barrett. I locked the door uh, when <laughs> Kevin was telling me to turn off the lights. Um, but yeah, I look. In all honesty, I totally see why everybody's so you know jazz about this game. It's it's beautiful. It's designed really well. Um, the tall lady. If you if you care, yeah, tall lady. Her her daughters like. I'm into the daughters. Like what? Up? Yeah, good lord. Um. I totally understand the hype for it. It is obviously a fucking good ass game, and Seven is a good ass game as well. Um, I just—it's just not for me, man. It's just not for me. On top me. of that, the the first real major release this year coming, yep. especially multi-platform that we're talking about, right? Like, correct me if I'm wrong there, but like that, like this is a, a big I think deal. You're right. Yeah, big deal. So, Hitman Three big. exists. Hitman Three. Then, uh, Blessing, make sure at the end of the year nobody forgets about Hitman. 3, oh, I will. They not. will. Oh, it's going to be I bad. Will, I will make sure that and it yeah. takes two. Don't that forget about it takes, takes two. two. I'm going to make I'm, those will come up in my game of the year discussions yeah. for sure. Oh, people yeah. are going to forget those. Uh, moving on, we got Hood Outlaws and Legends. You know what? Is that I'm going to have that at a number two. Every time I see gameplay oh, of that shit. game, I'm like, that okay. looks kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know if there's a beat per se because it's a PvP versus pve type situation it's going to be two teams taking on a heist and they must break into different castle settings they got to steal a key then get the treasure and get out of there so i don't know if it's a three for me but it's definitely a two as many of you guys and all the listeners know it's like i'm big into multiplayer games and i'm always looking for that next game me and my friends can explore try together and have fun with for a weekend or two or maybe more and hood is landing on a good spot where like we're getting burnt out on all the multiplayer games we have right now. And we're on the search for the next big thing, the next thing that could hold us off. And hood is going to land right in that time where I need it the most to get my friends playing something new. And it's kind of exciting, kind of different, right? 
medieval, dark medieval fantasy where there's four different classes. It's 4v4, two teams sneaking into a castle. Like, I like the heist idea of this. And, you know, if you've played Hunt Showdown, I think you're going to be into this and vice versa. Like, if you haven't played Hunt and you've been interested in it, now's the time to check this out when it comes out because this will be fun. But price tag will matter to me as well. Bless me. Oh, yeah. Like, how much is this? Is this $40? Is it 60 Because it's tough for me to convince everybody to buy it if it's $60 plus and really have that conversation. When did know? we see this? We don't know. We this saw this was, at Game Awards, was it? Game Awards, yeah. Was it Game Awards? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I knew yeah. it was at one of like the... It felt like this was at also one of the, the Summer Game Fest things uh, when we had a, a billion streams over, over the course of last year. Um, but this is one that I think could hit in maybe that outrider z um predator hunting ground z sort of like hey there's not much else to play Good right for now. a week and a half yeah and so we can play this <laughs> exactly. for like a couple days play this for a couple streams and have fun with it i think it's definitely going to be that type of game for us the other thing like the the, the one thing that's coming out around it is going to be resident evil 8 or resident evil village but i think for the people that aren't gonna be playing that or the people that are like cool i want to play something that's multiplayer alongside this i could i could easily see hood outlaws and legends uh uh holding that down I mean, it looks gorgeous. This looks like yeah. a next gen. Like watching this trailer, the the lighting and everything looks very much like oh, this is kind of the lighting of the this newer gen that we're all playing right now. It looks really damn good. Then uh, next up, we got Assassin's Creed Valhalla: Wrath of the Druids DLC. Anyone interested in picking this up, Barrett included? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm interested. This is like a this is like a two point five. Uh, for me, just because I, I really like Valhalla, uh, I go watch Assassin's Creed in review to see where I would rank uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla amongst the other Assassin's Creed games. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time with Valhalla. I really like that gameplay. Um, I've only picked it up like once or twice since uh, I beat it back in like November or December. Um, and I've been kind of like looking for an excuse to, to play it again. So I, I definitely want to at least like start this up and see if it, it pulls me back into that world. Next up, we got Monster Harvest Before We Leave. Are those familiar? Then we got the two Famicom Detective Club games, The Girl Who Stands Behind and The Missing Heir. Bless, I feel Hell like yeah. if anyone, that would be no. you giving it a shot. <laughs> That's that not has Imran me. Khan and, and Jared Petty written all over oh, it. Oh, yeah. Imran Khan has this on his fantasy critic for Gamescast. I don't know if he, I don't know the last time you checked it, but he grabbed both of those. I love him. God bless him. Uh, okay, soul. Andy, here we go. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Where are you at? Oh, one sec, one sec. I don't think Please he's God, ever played this game. Have before. the helmet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're excited, baby. Oh my God, Tim. I can't wait. It's so loud in here when I talk. I can't even hear you all talking, actually, because the headphone came up. Okay, I can hear you all now. Oh, man. So you, you are out of four. Are you planning to, to play through? All of them. Is there a chance at platinuming this or whatever on your system of choice there? No, not not a platinum. How, how do I sound, by the way? So far. You sound good. You sounded good enough better, for a dude in the helmet. Okay. Yeah. Yes, okay. exactly. Um, I mean, I won't be platinuming it or whatever, but I will absolutely be playing through all three. You have to. Yeah. You have to. Yes. And it's how, like, how long does it take to play through all three? Um, I mean, if you do like really, really big runs of all of them, Fair, like not full completionist runs, but you know enough where you're doing a lot of side quests, and the side quests are all very, very damn good, and you are getting great character development. I'd say all three would be about ninety hours. 
because you're, you're looking at around 30 probably per game is what I would say. Um, and you could definitely do more if you wanted. But yeah, you kind of have to, man, because this this trilogy is the best gaming trilogy of all time, in my opinion. I The way every... like When people talk about decisions not mattering in, in games, like they matter here. If you kill somebody in part one, they're not going to be in part two. If you let somebody live in part two, you'll see them in part three. And if you kill them, you won't get that whole quest line that they are, have to offer, you know? So, like, this this game is just so, I think, just so ahead of its time in, in how it was made. And I think it's just a, a masterpiece in character development. And every character feels so ridiculously fleshed out. And I'm excited about the gameplay updates to Mass Effect 1. I, I just could not be more excited about this and, and see it running at a really, really high resolution with good frame rates and... Yeah, I'm so stoked to see how they reimagine a lot of it. Uh, one Are you question, worried at all about yeah. it not living up to your memories of it? Specifically game one? No, not at all. Not at all. I, I like. I know for a fact that these games are so fucking good and so well written. And, and that's what a lot of it is. You know, I think, you know, mission gameplay can age badly. Um Gameplay in general can age badly, but like writing and good development, I think like it stands the test of time. And this game has that in spades. The, the trilogy has that in spades. Is there anything that you um, would expect? I don't know how to best phrase this question, but like, is there any possibilities that these games as a remaster, right? Not just the games themselves and like your feelings towards the games, but as remasters might disappoint in some way, shape, or form? Um,. I mean, I think you're, you'll probably get the whole uh, Mass Effect 3 discourse once again. <laughs> I think we'll probably Great. see that. Everyone's favorite. But like, like, you know, again, Mass Effect 3, I didn't love the ending, but goddamn the... And it's not that I even hated the ending. I just think it's all so fucking good throughout that like I, as a somewhat rational consumer, can be like, yeah, it's hard to fucking put an end cap on a franchise like this. But goddamn, if Mass Effect three from start to end is like a masterpiece, I think they're all just god. You look at the Metacritics of all three, and they're all like ninety threes and above. It's fucking wild. Um, yeah, Mike, I want to let you off the bench. You bet. You started this oh, off throwing up that four. Where this, you at? It's a big deal here. This is like Andy just said. This is one of the greatest gaming sagas that we've ever lived through, and it's a big deal to see it ported up and to have gamers. No matter what your age is, your generation of gaming, if you've seen this before and played it, if you've never seen this, it's a big deal for this to come out and for everybody to have the opportunity. And I can't wait to relive it, right? I was one of those crazy jabronis that played a lot of Mass Effect multiplayer. Like, me and my buddies were playing a lot of Mass Effect multiplayer. Good, bad, ugly, whatever you thought. So did I. You know I'm a weirdo if I was playing that. So I'm pretty excited to play these again, especially because I remember one I watched college freshman year i watched the kid play through it in the dorm then i played two and three so like now to have this back with the up res like andy said in my possession to play through again i can't wait this is a big big deal and like to hear blessing who has never played this and like him have an opportunity oh it makes my heart bump out of my chest because this is a big big deal especially as well if you're watching the expanse Come on, you're gonna get really excited right now. B before before Blessing goes, I know that Blessing recently sort of dove into Fallout New Vegas for the first time, mm. and if you're playing a game that's 10 to 15 years old, you will always sort of experience the 
oh, this game looks kind of rough, you know? And I think you will still experience that. There will be characters that don't look great. There will be uh, modeling that, you know, maybe their mouth looks weird or it's deforming weird around certain animations or whatever. But um, that's just kind of like me pre-warning Bless because it's it's not going to look like Demon Souls remake. Again, this is not a full remake. This is a let's soup up the older trilogy in as many ways as possible and adding new lighting and upresing all the textures and also making the huge for me is like making re-rendering the cutscenes in 4k with like all the new i think they use like a bunch of different ai programs to up-res everything and that's awesome because i hate playing a game that's kind of been remade and you go to a cutscene it looks like it's 480p and it looks like blurry and garbage i'm super stoked for how much work went into this trilogy Plus. yeah like I, I i flow anywhere from between a 2.5 to a 4 for this one i'm super i'm super excited and super hyped to try it out uh because mass effect for me has been a series that has always kind of escaped me like back in the day like i remember having a ps3 and being and, and hearing about mass effect and wanting to try it out but i was always like well mass effect one isn't on isn't on ps3 because it was an xbox exclusive came to ps3 later but at the time i was like well should i start from with mass effect 2 and by the time i finally came around to it i bought mass effect 2 and then my, my ps3 got the yellow light of death and it was always that thing where i'm like dude i i love bethesda rpg so much i love fallout so much and i'm sure i'm sure that mass effect would be one that I'd be really into, especially now having played uh, Outer Worlds and knowing that knowing how much Outer Worlds feels like this fun middle ground between a Bethesda RPG and a Mass Effect game. Um, and so I'm looking forward. I think I think Mass Effect is one of those games that'll have everything I'm looking for, I'm, I'm looking for out of that type of game. Um, and it, it's 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 also one of those ones where I'm like, hey man, you never know. I might jump into it, get 15 hours in, and be like, all right, cool, I get it, and, and bounce out. I don't I don't necessarily expect that to happen, but is is one of those things where there's so many there's so many games coming out and you you never know but I always I always try to keep that in the back of my head of, of like I don't gotta force myself to play this game but it's one that I'm excited to try out um and so yeah like I'm I'm ex- I'm excited to try it out what's up Andy one of one of Outer Worlds' strengths I thought was just how great the side characters were um and how much oh, you yeah. wanted them in your party right and Dude, you wanted to be around Parvati. them uh, Parvati my girl um but the cool thing about Mass Effect is it really reminds me of going the fashion souls route in Dark Souls games or in Outriders you're like god this super powerful vest is it looks like shit and I could use it and be more powerful but I'd rather look dope and a lot of that you're gonna experience a lot of that in Mass Effect where you're like well this character is up up you know has higher skills this you know partner that I could bring with me on these missions they are more powerful but like, these are my homies. These two people Love are that. my homies. And we've been building a bond. And, like, we've been getting to know each other. And I'm trying to bang Liara. Like, I want to bang this blue alien. I fucking love this woman. And it's just, like, y- you start to forge these relationships with these fucking computer characters. And it's yeah. it's absolutely just mind-blowing how like that, good they are. That's the that's one of the things I love the most about RPGs, is being able to forge those, those relationships between characters. Like, that was one of the things I loved about Outer Worlds. I'm playing Disco Elysium right now, and that's the thing I, I love about it, is right now I have my partner, Kim Kitsurugi, right, who is your partner throughout the game. And as I'm going through this journey in Disco Elysium, I feel like my relationship with Kim is, is, is growing, and it's becoming something that feels deep and is something that I care about as much as I even care about the main story. And I'm sure Mass Effect has, has that a lot, because that's the thing I hear about Mass Effect all the time, is... 
Oh yeah, like like the companion missions, all like the way that that you can build these relationships with your characters. You can bang aliens. Like whenever I hear this stuff, I'm like, dude, that's that sounds like something I want to do. You know, including the part about banging my alien companion. Like that all sounds really awesome and really fun. Uh, and so again, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Just don't don't be don't be a little horny boy though, Blast. Don't you can't be banging everybody. All right, you got to pick one and maybe maybe experiment with with Jack. Maybe like Miranda. (laughs) Maybe Garrus. But like. You know, we can't get too horny. Out I, there, I, I man. Feel you like gotta be loyal. My view of Mike is always tarnished week by week of him just like s- subtly being like bang them all, but also like <laughs> bang them all. Blessing, oh, like, I'm banging it, them all. Did you try to romance everybody in Persona? Because I feel like that's a, that's the kind of movie you do. You would do in Persona for Golden, yes. And oh, I received well, not even everybody, only three people, oh, but still, like I got, <laughs> I received the consequences that I deserved. So yeah. Persona Five, I didn't, do, I didn't do that. Okay. In Mass Effect, I. Very likely will not do that. Um, but the the one thing that makes me nervous about my playthrough of Mass Effect is how long it is. Because it is all three games. And it is that thing, again, of, like, a to- time is limited. And it took me, what, for Persona 5 Royal, it took me, like, five months to get through it. Because I, I was playing it in bits and pieces. Um, until I got to, like, August. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to marathon this thing through. Uh, Mass Effect gives me that worry a bit, but it could also be that thing where I, I just play Mass Effect one to start off and then take a long break and then come back to two. Like having having a uh, Legendary Edition, I think gives that that nice option where I can just play it throughout the course of let's say the next year or next couple years and take it slow and have fun with it that way. Before we keep going, let me tell you about our sponsors. Sounds good. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that, private. What's changed? The internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched, or tweeted. That is scary. I'm not going to do that. Now imagine all of the data being crawled through, collected, and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record. Your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about. But in an era where everyone is online, everyone is a public figure, keep your data private And when you go online, you should turn to ExpressVPN, just like I've been doing because I take this stuff very seriously. Uh, Did you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or even get your consent. Uh, One of those data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, your connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and your IP address is masked. Uh, Every time you turn ExpressVPN on, it's just given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it more difficult for third parties to identify you and harvest your data. That's some scary stuff. Uh, So if like me, you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com slash kind of funny and get three months free. Uh, That's expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kind of funny to learn more. Next up, I want to give a shout out to Canva. Canva Pro is the easy to use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. Whether you're a professional designer or just getting started, Canva Pro can help boost you and your team's productivity and creativity. It's a quick, easy, and affordable way to design whatever you need. No matter what you're creating and sharing, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audios, and graphics. Plus, Canva Pro comes with time-saving tools that simplify and speed up the 
the creative process. You get all this and more in just one Canva Pro subscription. Canva is awesome. Oh my God. The amount of times that I've been trying to work on some graphic or some design or any of these creative things, you go to Canva and they just have awesome templates, awesome ways to help you just do what you're trying to get done. It takes the thinking out of the design, which sometimes is the the hardest part, uh, but it needs to happen in order for what you need to get done to get done. So you should check out Canva Pro if you've ever been there working on logos, working on album art, working on thumbnails, working on anything content related. You should be checking out Canva Pro because they have so many cool things there. Uh, There's no idea too big or too small for Canva Pro. You can design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use the promo code KF Games. Just go to canva.me slash KF Games. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash KF Games. Canva.com slash KF Games for your free 45-day extended trial. Check it out. It's very, very cool. I swear. Uh, and then finally, this episode, I'm very excited about this, is brought to you by Channel Fireball Box Breaks. Channel Fireball is a very big name in the collectible and trading cards industry. Their new initiative, CFB Box Breaks, involves live-streamed backs live streamed pack and box openings people will purchase a group in a break uh we'll use basketball as an example here let's say we all buy in i get all the cavaliers cards greg gets the miami heat cards etc then the break happens live on twitch youtube and facebook they do streams every tuesday through thursday at 1 p.m every friday and saturday at 3 p.m uh and there's also personal breaks so let's say blessing buys an entire box of pokemon cards they open it on stream it's super hype and then they ship you the content so you get to see the fun opening of all that stuff uh with an audience and it's really cool uh, each stream also builds to a premium break. These are usually spicier or more expensive breaks with big hits in them. For example, this Saturday, they're breaking a box of revised Magic of the Gathering. Uh, each booster pack is $500, and there are cards worth over 1000 if you uh, that you can open in there. Uh, box breaks are fun. I've been watching a whole bunch, and it's super cool. It's just get hype moment after get hype moment. Like, is there anything else to love more than that? I don't think so. Uh, but this Friday and Saturday... CFB box breaks are running two spicy Pokemon box breaks, a booster box mixer on Friday and an elite trainer box mixer on Saturday uh, with packs from Evolutions, Darkness Ablaze, Sword and Shield, Vivid Voltage, Battle Styles, all the latest Pokemon card packs. And Barrett, please bring it up now. You can get your hands on a Pikachu VMAX worth over $400. They call him Chonkachu. Look it's at like that a loving boy. thing. They love him. Look at him, man. <laughs> come on. Come on. You can go to CFB Box Breaks now and use code kind of funny so they know we sent you. That's CFB B O X B R E A K S dot com. CFB Box Breaks. Use code kind of funny. Please support this because this is awesome. And this is the type of stuff I want to be doing a lot more of. So hey, CFB Box Breaks dot com. Use code kind of funny. So now here, Wait, Tim, did you answer? Oh, I didn't answer. I'm somewhere between a one and a two. I've wow. I played. I gave one a try back in the day on Xbox 360, and it didn't vibe with me. The, there was like the rover stuff, and like I was just like, this just feels like it's wasting my time. The that I don't like. And then uh, I, I remember playing a bit more of two um, on PS3, and I was way more in. I was like, okay, I get these characters. I'm liking this a lot more, but it's just it's not my type of game. Like that's just that's just where that lies, and that's okay. Totally fine, but I'm very excited that the remaster is actually happening. I'm, I'm stoked that it's coming out on all the consoles and that everyone that wants to play it for the first time, like Bless, gets to, and everyone like Andy and Mike can return for the, for the who knows what time. Uh, but Days Gone, sex. coming to PC. Anyone willing to give that a shot? Potentially Andy? 
Possibly. Just to, I mean, like many of the other PlayStation releases, I wanted to see how Death Stranding looked. I wanted to see how Horizon Zero Dawn looked, and I will likely try out and see what Days Gone looks and how it performs. More of just curiosity. Um, will I play it for more than an hour? Probably not. Um, it likely will just be a hop-in thing. I think that's... Uh, fortunately, that's a benefit of working with Kind of Funny is that we get the games for free, but if I didn't was not getting the game for free, I would not buy it. Anyone else? No. no. Don't need to go back. Uh, moving on, I do want to give a shout-out to Aerial Knights Never Yield, which we saw recently in the yeah, Nintendo Indie World thing. It's out now on, on Steam, so you can already try it out, but this is oh, definitely... Shit, is it? Uh, pretty sure, right? That's a two for uh, me. I would definitely try it out. Yeah, that, that, it's definitely a two for me. It looks real cool, and uh, I just I just want to play it on a console. It seems like fun, and there are too many games that I'm I'm interested in coming out soon. So it's like that seems like a good thing. Yeah, that's a two for me. Also, I'm I'm really excited to try it out. Uh, moving on, we got some other things. We got Rune Factory Five, Knockout City. It, you, what's up with that, Mike? Go for it. Oh, Knockout City is going to be a really good multiplayer game. It's just going to be a good one. Uh, it's family friendly. It's dodgeball. It's three v three or four v four dodgeball. Quick easy action something to take a break with your friends on uh i have seen it behind closed doors it's now had about three different betas the public could take place on and i will say all of my friends have really enjoyed this it's going to have full cross play day one it will have private lobbies so you can play up to with six friends or eight friends in your own group if you don't want to play against other people and i was actually really impressed by the gameplay it's tight it's fast it's a fun time and it's something that should be on people's radar if you're looking for that multiplayer fix it's a good time also. mike do you know how much do you know how much money this is this is going to be twenty dollars plus oh really twenty dollars yep. okay twenty dollars this is an, this is another one that i i put in that in that in that camp of maybe being like an outriders or like a uh predator hunting grounds where people people flock to it because we we're looking for a, a multiplayer game at the time and it becomes the talk of that week mm-hmm. um yes. i i i was watching golden boy alex mendez play this on his stream and he was just all in. He was like, dude, this game is awesome. It not only is it full cross play across the board, but it's just fun as hell and it runs great. And yeah, this it was like one of the more problem free launches. You know, whenever there's a game releasing with a beta, there's you're you can always expect some sort of issues <laughs> to, you know, getting into a party and inviting your friends. But he seemed really, really high on it. I will definitely be trying it out. I think it could be a great thing to try out on our weekday streams. Uh, yeah, try it out totally. for a couple hours. 100%. I'm, I'm super in. I will definitely try it out, um, whether during the day or at night or whatever. I'm a strong Yeah, this, also. this gets a two out. for me as well. Yeah. 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 Keep an eye out on that. I, I do want to roll back really quick, Tim. You skipped over one that was important to me, and that's Subnautica Below Zero. That's mm-hmm. something I just want to make sure is ever on everybody's map. That is uh, elevating Subnautica. Now you can go outside and be in the frozen tundra, actually taking Whoa. it from below the water up above onto the frozen ice. And uh, it looks really cool. That. I'm excited about it. If you guys haven't played Subnautica, now that's a good little 420 game since we're recording this on 422. Zone out, relax, to swim in these beautiful I mean, don't settings. relax too much. But I was going to say, game, but, but, <laughs> but, little caveat, it does get a little spooky after a certain time where some big <laughs> killer sea life tries to kill you. But yeah. this is a fun crafting exploration zone out and enjoy the setting type games and i'm really excited to see what this team does in a frozen setting and above ground right you're not in the water you're, you're in the water but you actually can go above and run around so this can be fun to see what they do i'm really really excited about this yeah i need to definitely give it another shot i think i 
tried it out when the game was first released on Xbox. It was a beta on Xbox One, uh, on One X, and it was really buggy and did not run great, and I had a lot of issues with it. But on top of that, I think I sort of set the the difficulty bar a little too high and put all the survival settings at the highest thing, so you constantly need to be eating. You constantly, And I think that... I think whenever I play survival games with really strict rules, it just immediately turns me off and I say, I don't want to play this anymore. So I think I definitely need to, to tone down those difficulty settings because it gives you those options. It could say, hey, you don't need to eat in this level, in this mode or whatever. In this mode, you need to worry about your oxygen levels, blah, blah, blah. But I, I definitely want to give it another shot because it's really interesting and everybody who seems to play it seems to really dig it. Uh, so moving on, we got Metopia coming to Switch. Anyone oh, interested in that? Bring out Mitomo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about Bio Mutant? Finally coming uh, PS4. Finally, is this real? May is 25th. it real? For real? That's for what real? it's saying, man. That's what it's saying. Oh, let's May go. 25th. This is like one of those games where I'd bust out the five of like I don't believe that. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> I played this back in E3 2019. We were hyped about this for years. Like it almost doesn't feel real now, but from mm-hmm. what I played, I'm really, really excited about this. And the character customization was really cool of how you could create your character. And the gameplay was fun, right? It was like that hack and slash combo type game. And I'm interested in the world and the settings, but like it just doesn't feel real now. It just doesn't feel real. I'm giving it a two. And uh, just looking at it here, it looks like it got this release date uh, at the end of January. So that's a good sign. Ah. And beyond that, beyond that, uh, March 25th, it got a new trailer that had this date at the end of it. So mm-hmm. yeah. seeming, seeming and, and, like, okay. They were okay. really silent about this game for ever. Like I, I remember when they announced this at Gamescom, I was working that Gamescom back in like, I think that was 2018 uh, or maybe even the, the year before 2017. And it just feels like we had not heard anything significant since then. And like the fact that like this year they were like, all right, this is our date. Like it feels, they feel confident in it. So it, it, it feels, it's definitely like a two and a half for me. Yeah. I would say, you know, I think it's, it's one that I will absolutely 1000% be trying out and it could hook me and I could say, shit, I, I do want to fully play through this game. It looks fun. It looks gorgeous. Um, yeah, I definitely yeah. will be giving it a shot. I mean, that's, I'm pretty. in the same boat as Andy, where I'm super hyped to try it out. And then I'm also kind of with Mike, too, where I'm like, I don't believe it. I'm not going to believe it till I see it. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we, we just made it through, uh, you know, a month and a half there or whatever. And we didn't bring up at all that is this going to release this year? Is this the first game that we're, we're actually worried about getting delayed so far? I, I think so. I feel confident yeah, in Resident it, Evil. I feel confident in Mass Effect. Oh, yeah. When we look at everything behind us, yeah. This is It's just... It feels like that fabled game. It just doesn't feel real. And now that you put yeah. a date next to it, it's like, oh man, I I guess like, this was off my radar for so long. I didn't even think it was coming out this year, let alone in May. So that's Glass Guardians coming out. Shit. Okay, that's where I'm at too. Where it, I I think it's I think it's gonna hit the date, but it just doesn't feel right when you put a date yeah. on this one. It's been around for. so I long. could see it getting delayed again. I don't think it gets delayed out of this year though. I think it's still 2021. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, so then moving on to close out May here. Uh, anyone interested in Shin Megami Tensei 3 remaster? Uh, purely just because it's coming to Switch and I'm in the middle of my Persona bullshit right now. I'm back on my bullshit. So uh, Persona is like an offshoot of Shin Megami Tensei and uh, 5 seems to be maybe around the corner. Uh, new release on Switch. So I want to just like oh, have man. that experience on Switch like on the go. I think that'll be fun. We'll We'll see like 
how that like holds up uh, in, in the remaster though, and see if it it sticks with me. Shin Megami, Shin Megami Tensei Five is so far away, uh, but three I'm, I, I, is one I'm going to put at a one point five. Where I'm going to tell myself I'm going to try this game. I definitely want to try it out, but I don't. I realistically, I I don't see myself booting it up at least not right away. I think it'll be one that I might eventually get to. That's a weird one that I, I think maybe Mike might be into. Earth Defense Force World Brothers coming to PS4, Switch, and PC on May 27th. I'm happy you brought that one up because uh, I've actually grown into playing a fair amount of EDF and really enjoyed killing the big bugs and kind of like, what was that old school Space Troopers? Or what was Jet that Force one? That no, no, the movie that we all loved Starship way back Troopers. in the day. Starship Troopers. Like, I just embraced that dumb, zany nature of it, and I got really deep into EDF, and I am excited for more Earth Defense Force. And, like, this one looks kind of weird, right? Like, you look at this, and it's PS4, Switch, and PC, and it's kind of a little bit different than what I was uh, into. But, like, man, I've played a lot of these games, and I'm I'm interested in trying anything that they bring to me. Like, Is this the I, first I'm, one I'm that has, vo- has a voxel art style? Yeah, this is the first one that I've okay. ever played with this. Yes, exactly. I was gonna say because I don't recall it looking like this. Yeah, they've uh, always just been a standard kind of over-the-shoulder mm-hmm. third-person shooter type game, and it's one of those games that no matter how it looks, you will always drop frames down to fifteen frames per second every <laughs> once in a while. So like, funny. It doesn't matter what the art style is; it will do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just so that's much hilarious. fun killing giant ants. You know what I mean? Just I could kill giant I mean, ants. That's for why hours. I'm such a big that's fan of Jeff Gemini. You know, <laughs> it's so funny. All right, boys, we've made it to June here. Um, so there's a ton of these that just going down. I don't think that we're going to be interested. I'm I'm going to rattle them off, and you guys stop me if anybody is interested here. Operation Tango, Elder Scrolls Online, Gates of Oblivion, Wreckfest, Monster Harvest, Pro Cycling Manager, Tour de France, Sniper Ghost Warrior, Contracts 2. Let's just scroll oh. down to fucking Ratchet and Clank Rift. Yeah, apart, yeah I was just okay. saying, you know where we need to go, Tim. Just you know go. where we need to go. No, 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 boys. No, yeah, no, hold no, on, no, hold yeah, on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before that. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Intergrade. Let's go. Oh, I didn't, I even, I didn't see that. Four motherfuckers. I, I love that, that game. Obviously, my game of the year last year. Getting more content from that. Very excited. Even more excited to be playing it on the PlayStation 5 because it was a beautiful game, but we all know it had texture issues. We all know that there were some things that were like, oh, now that's ugly. And I'm hoping the PS5, I'm hoping the next gen gives it that extra juice it needs. But at the end of the day, I'm just super happy to, to be able to go back and play this game a little bit. Every once in a while, I pop it in. And I just start running around getting into some battles just because the battle system is so damn so rewarding. Fun. It's so, so fun. Good. And the music, come on. It's just so fantastic. And this kind of pushing the story, it being a little bit of a, you know, a, a sequel, but also like during the, the story that we've already played through and remake, I'm excited to see what they do with Yuffie. Playing as a new character is exciting to me as well. Um, yeah, obviously I am all in on this and cannot wait for it. It is my first pure four of the year that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm also a four for this one, just purely for the fact that there is more content with this. That that when they announced that, that was one that that I think came out of left field and was super awesome because I, like I don't think anybody was expecting more story content. And with it being Yuffie, I'm excited to meet Yuffie. I've heard very nice things, and so I'm <laughs> looking forward to this. And it's gonna look and, and run incredible. Totally. And well, the, man. the thing I'm looking forward to most is there is a chance that this teases the sequel, that this teases remake part two, because yeah. that is very much Square Enix's mo of putting out the final version of kingdom hearts and then it teases the next proper kingdom hearts game so that's exciting for me 
Andy, where you at? Yeah, it's interesting. With any other DLC, with you know, usually if there's a big franchise and they put out DLC, I'm about 50-50 on whether I'll try it out. But this one, I definitely am going to play and beat it. Uh, this is a three for me. I loved Final Fantasy VII. Again, it was my first sort of exposure to the franchise in a real way, as opposed to just watching a cousin play it on a PS1, you know? Um, I, I'm i stoked for this. It It's so much fun to play. Gameplay-wise, it's unbelievably uh, just smooth and fun as hell. And I'm stoked to see it running on PS5 hardware with all of the nice little bells and whistles, the visual touches. It's crazy to me because I sit here as like the Xbox guy and say like, when is it coming to Xbox? Final Fantasy VII Remake, like, right? Like, I, like, similar to Andy, I had never been into this series and I tried it on PS4 and had so much fun with how beautiful it was. I enjoyed the combat system, but slowly moved away from it because that's just not the console that I usually play on. And I grew past it and never played it again. And it's like, when am I over on this side going to get this game? Right? Like, we've gone a full year now, not even talking about thing. it. And people were like, yeah. oh, the contract's almost up. It's almost time. And like, then it just went dead silence. And it's like, where are we at right now? Because I'm on the opposite side of like, that does get me excited watching the trailer and reminiscing about what I did play for that little piece of Final Fantasy VII Remake. But then I'm like, well, it's not on the console that I really enjoy. And I miss that. And I want that. And it's like, I guess I'm just going to stare off into space and hope for it one day. It's interesting, man, because you're right. It is somehow uh, it's been over a year since Final Fantasy VII Remake has come out. And uh, that was as far as we know when the, the deal was up. So we'll see. And I'm surprised that they're coming out with this new version of the remake and it's not multi-console. But hopefully it won't take too long. Uh, next up, Ninja Guided Master Collection coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC June 10th. I'm definitely giving this the the two for sure. Loved, loved, loved Ninja Gaiden one and two, three, mm-mm, not so much. But um, it's been it's been long enough since I've played them that I'm like kind of itching to maybe not beat them the entire way through. They're also very difficult games. Uh, but we've all advanced as gamers, so I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll have an easier time with it um, than I did when I was like twelve or whatever with that freaking bone dinosaur boss. But Andy. I'm interested in you on this one because what's your history with these games and are you interested in playing it? Because you're a little bit more of that hack and slasher now than you used to be. I never really had uh, much experience with the 3D versions of the Ninja Gaiden games. It was always just the regular Nintendo uh, versions and I was just way too young to even fully remember them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I likely won't try them out unless there's a a hint at a bigger future for Ninja Gaiden. Uh, in a big, meaningful, impactful way, then maybe I'll I'll give it a shot. But yeah, the 3D versions, that was kind of in a gaming uh, blackout area for me where I just wasn't really playing a whole lot of games around those years, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I might hear what people say and if people are like, oh, dude, it totally holds up. Gameplay is fantastic. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. I mean, I just want to say like, I don't know how much this stands up, but I would say that Ninja Gaiden 1 Sigma, which this, if I understand correctly, is the version that they are porting and uprising and all that mm-hmm. stuff, is one of the greatest character action games of all time. So it's like, I imagine it is going to stand up. And if you're like, you're loving Bloodborne, different type of game. It's a little less of that, you know, kind of grindy experience-based stuff. And it is a, a little bit more about like, it's just brutally difficult hack and slash. But it could be could be interesting. Bless. What about you? 
no, it's, it's not one that I'm super interested in. I did try. I think I did try Ninja Gaiden Sigma. Um, and for whatever reason, I, I could not get into it. It might have been it might have been difficult for me at the time, you know, I mean, for the literal difficulty of the game. Um, but it's not one that necessarily speaks for me, speaks to me right now. I'm kind of with Andy too, where if there was like a hint toward a bigger, like a revival or a, a big new entry into the Ninja Gaiden series that I might feel more inclined to want to give it a go. But uh, as of now, I'm, I don't really have that much interest in it. Mr. Xbox, what do you have to say? You know what, Tim? It's surprising. This series I have never played. I've seen one of my friends play it back in the day, but I've actually never tried it myself. And, you know, the things that you're saying out there get me excited to maybe give that a try and jump into it. But it is a big, giant black hole that I have of, like, I've never tried that, never even looked into it. So it's a maybe for me. That's a maybe. It, it would have to be one where, like, we get into it and see what people are talking about, see what the conversation's like, for sure. Uh, moving on from there, June 11th, big day. We got Guilty Gear Strive coming out, oh, PS5, man. PS4, and PC. Bless, what's up? I'm, a, I'm like at a 3.5 for this one. I am going to play the hell out of it. I, Arc System Works, they're just incredible with the work they do. Uh, and it's been a, I feel like it's been a while since I've gotten super into a new fighting game. Like The last one I can think of off the top would be uh under night in birth but that didn't i i didn't have a, a crew of people that i was playing that with that felt like a more niche really uh or niche release that came out toward the beginning of last year on playstation uh and then before that it probably would have been dragon ball fighters which was the one that felt like this fun group experience of everybody playing dragon ball fighters and getting super into it and i think Guilty Gear Strive's release is probably going to be more along the lines of that. It's not going to have like the Dragon Ball fan base, you know, come uh, come out and show up for it. But for folks who are into fighting games, folks who are into Guilty Gear, and folks who are into Arc System Works, like this is a this is a big one. Uh, and I played the the beta last year, um, one of the betas last year, and I was blown away by how fun it was to play, how good the art style is, because Arc System Works destroys it every single time uh with their art style and yeah i'm looking forward to getting to this one big because this will also be this will also be my first uh guilty gear game because i've missed the previous releases oh really and so yeah yeah and, and again like seeing how seeing seeing the gameplay of all their games right because like it's not it, it, guilty gear has, has been one of those games that all i remember remember seeing other people play because i had friends back in the day that were super into fighting games so i'd watch them play guilty gear but i'll never get into it myself uh seeing it i'm like fuck man this game looks good and looks fun but it, yeah dragon ball fighters was the first one where i hopped in and i was like, okay i'm getting into this game and i got into it uh and so now i'm like ready for it yeah i'm at it too but the guilty gear is freaking fantastic and it's always been gorgeous but this new one strive is like a whole new level of like wow i've never seen a game look quite this good in this way it looks uh, but the cast of characters you're gonna fall in love with them bless super quirky super fucking weird uh and the music is killer like every single track is badass as hell this is about to be on your spotify playlist for years to come hell yeah it's yeah, also the, it's the, thing I, the thing i love about fighting games too fighting game like this is i feel like when there's a big new release like this it's almost like you're getting ready to pick up your weapons and like sharpen your knives and like you're about i'm about i'm about to train up like i am about to get into the gym right and like work out do the push-ups and get ready for combat online and like yeah i i i feel like that already i'm already at the point where i'm, I'm very excited for that process because i love that process in fighting games and again like i'm super hyped for this one yeah i'm, I'm gonna try Mike. this out yeah no uh, i'm not a big fighting game guy unless it's like mortal Kombat. that's just kind of stuck with me over the years i'm just not a big fighting game guy 
Uh, Blessing also beat the socks off of me on a stream once and told me I can never play again. And so <laughs> it's like big brother, little brother. He like took the controller from me. So no, I, I'm not interested in this. Yeah, I think uh, it look, just looks so pretty and I'm excited to have a a new entry into the FGC again where I used to be so, so into Evo and the FGC and not that I really played a lot of the games, but I I watched my friends play them all the time. So I had the knowledge and I I knew what the what the strats were. So watching that watching those uh tournaments were always really interesting to me. But I think this is cool to kind of get in on a ground level with a brand new version of Guilty Gear and it just looks so goddamn good. The style is just ridiculous. So here we go, guys. Ratchet and Clank ripped apart come in on June 11th. This one for me. It's a four, but I'm going to be real. It's probably a 10. I am so yeah, unbelievably TV. hyped for this. The, the question for me is, am I going to platinum this? Like, Because I'm going to love it, and I am going to spend a lot of time with this. I've loved Ratchet and Clank games from the beginning. I got the first one day one. It was an accident. I wasn't like pre-ordering it. I wasn't planning on it, but I was at a Blockbuster, and they were just putting it down. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I love Crash Bandicoot, so I'm probably going to like this guy. That's awesome. And I did not expect to fall in love as much as I did. On PS2, the game was fantastic. The sequels were great. When they remade it on uh, PS4, it was like, oh, my God, this is still so fantastic. This looks out of this world. The Rift mm -hmm. Apart stuff, it being built from the ground up from the PS5, really the first PS5-exclusive built-for-it game that we're getting on this kind of AAA level, um, definitely from, like, the first-party titles, right? Um, this is not a remake. We got Demon Souls, but this, this is, like, the first brand-new game I could not be more excited for that. Love the collectibles. Love powering up all the weapons, how ridiculous all of them can be. And this just seems to be the potentially going to be the greatest Ratchet and Clank game. So I can't wait. Three or four for me. Um, as somebody who hasn't even played through the fucking remake, I'm excited oh. to get to that. Um, I just think visually, like I'm, I'm, I will play a game that, probably sucks if it's gorgeous like i'm just that type of person where i love i love the aesthetics and i love the lighting and everything about this visually just looks so goddamn good so i'm gonna try it out anyway but i yeah i'm really i'm stoked for it i'm stoked to finally have yeah like you were mentioning tim that big ps5 release you know it's it's been a while since miles and and uh well i guess miles was also yeah. ps4 but you know what i mean yeah mm -hmm. um yeah that's gonna look incredible and i can't wait to try it out and hopefully by then we'll have 1440p uh, video on monitors. What do you think, God, guys? What do you I think? Hope so. Not yeah, a chance. I hope so. Probably not. Fucking Jesus. Probably Come not. on, Jim Ryan. Dude, I legit like <laughs> last night or two nights ago, actually. I don't know if you guys can see this, but I downloaded the Ratchet and Clank collection on my Vita because I'm in I'm in full Ratchet hype mode. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we did our Ratchet and Clank 2016 review for PS. I love you, and replaying through that whole game. Uh, got me so excited because that game stands up. Like that, there are a few things about that game where I'm like, okay, this doesn't feel as great as I as it felt back in 2016. But overall, it still is that awesome experience, especially when they added 60 FPS to it with the recent update. Like that game plays smooth. The gameplay once you're once you are at that mode where you have a bunch of weapons and you're switching back and forth between them uh, super quickly, and you have a bunch of enemies that you're trying to take out at the same time. It flows so well, and that is for a game that came out on PS4 in 2016. I can't imagine how good this game, this game is going to play. Like, we're literally watching a trailer of it right now, and it, it, it looks so much better than 2016, just watching a gameplay trailer. And, our, and I, I know that gameplay trailers are, of course, like, 
an overestimate of what I'm going to get in the final product Mm -hmm. and also compressed. But God, I cannot wait. What's up, Tim? Dude, absolutely. And I I think it's a key thing to bring up what you're talking about here. This was the one you're talking about was a 2016 game made by Insomniac. Since then, we've seen them do Spider-Man, right? And then Miles Morales. And seeing the jump between even just the combat and just the the way that the, the UI works in Spider-Man 2018 versus Miles Morales of holding L1 and then having that kind of the, the, the wheel to go between the different gadgets and powers and stuff. Very reminiscent of Ratchet and Clank and the way that you switch the, the guns and weapons in this game. And if that has increased by quality that much between those titles like i'm really hoping that this is like even a bigger step forward from that because that is kind of the fun is on the fly jumping between like big explosive weapons some like you know more snipery type stuff get some assault rifle and like shoot people but it all is that cartoony fun stuff and i man there's something about the the locomotion and momentum of spider-man and we're seeing it here you know we're seeing that kind of applied to what we know and love about ratchet and clank and Man, this one's Insomniac's one to keep your eyes on. Level. Like Insomniac yeah. is probably my favorite current PlayStation dev. Like they 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 do not miss, and their games are so uh, unique and have their like they 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 specialize in locomotion. And it's awesome when you find a developer that knows how to do a certain thing so well, and you can feel it in all of their games. And it's in and like just from a pure game feel aspect, they know how to nail it each and every single time. Uh, and you and right, we both mentioned that. Yeah, this is a game that came out in 2016 on the PS4. There's also the fact that it was a remake of a game that came out in like 2002. That and it's also a game based on a movie. There are so many reasons why Ratchet and Clank 2016 should feel super dated and shouldn't work. And some of those things do come through in the final product, but for the most part, that game works super well. And playing the game recently, I did have those things of like, man, I wish this game had a dash mechanic. Man, I wish this game, uh, uh, I wish like dodging. I I wish I had a parry. I wish like dodging uh, enemy gunfire wasn't just me uh, holding the strafe button and and pressing uh, X to jump around and do all these flips. I wish it did feel more smoother, more modern. And it seems like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is going to fix so many of those things and add so much more. And so I cannot wait. Snowback Mike. Fire up the PS5, let's get to gaming. I can't wait for this game. I'm so excited. You know that. I mean, I'm a gamer through and through, and I love all of the PlayStation first-party titles, and this one is near and dear to my heart. I love 2016. I loved the movie. I actually had a good time with a little popcorn flick there, and I can't wait to see this. And this is one that we've talked about over the year with the new console and the new generation of, like, this is a taking advantage of the hardware. This is going to show the power that we're going to see in these next generation games. And I can't wait to experience that. This is something I'm itching for. And this is going to be perfect summer title. I can't wait. Moving on then, uh, we got Curved Space, Dark Alliance, Ender Lilies. Alex the 25th is all World. that matters. The 25th is all on. that matters. The 25th. Mario Golf, Super Rush, Andy, kick us off. Well, I mean, Woo! well, it's not only Super Rush, it's a Scarlet Nexus. Like, that day is going to be unbelievable. Oh, I am stoked for both of these titles. Mario Golf, dude, I mean, you saw the way we popped when that the game was announced uh, at the Nintendo Direct. I love golf games. I love golf in real life, too. So, I mean, I've just been waiting for a newer addition to the franchise, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited to play on stream with you all i'm so excited to play with hopefully like my brother back home who also has a switch uh this is going to be really cool man i i again I, I i'm stoked for the multiplayer aspects of it i will see how nintendo online in 2021 kind of deals with 
latency and trying to hit a good shot. I'm sure, uh, you know, golf games are all about timing, but I'm stoked about the motion control stuff too. I think that adds a neat little, uh, a neat little dimension to the gameplay. I'm really excited for this game. Do you think you'll beat Greg? Yeah, thousand percent. Hell yeah, thousand percent. Four plus, pun intended. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Uh, I'm such a huge Mario sports fan. I love all of the Mario sports titles, and to get golf back is really great. I will stick by my statement that we should have got Mario Strikers, but uh, golf is going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited about this. I actually love motion controls. I tried to play Andy in uh, tennis motion controls. They did not have that online functionality, which sucks. And I have a great story of back in the day when Tiger Woods had motion controls on maybe the PlayStation or Xbox, or no, it was the Wii. I actually threw my back out, like completely threw my back out and couldn't move for about a week because I was swinging this golf club so hard. And I cannot wait to do the same thing on the Switch. And yeah, Mario Golf is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited, but bring back strikers. Don't Plain forget center. to, to put on back. those straps, Mike. I'm, I, I worry for your, your television <laughs> setup. Just, just, just uh, play safe, Mike. Play safe. Mike is going to throw baby. a fucking Joy-Con down the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, Mike. I want strikers more than anything. But looking at this, I'm going to go with the three. It's hard for me to look at this and, and give it the four, specifically because Mario Tennis Aces was kind of the first not let down, but like the first not classic switch game that Nintendo put out where it's like, Oh, it was good. But like, it didn't really hold a candle to the, the, the games that came before it. And I kind of worry that we might get stuck there with something like this, the getting the, the running around the course and all that, the fun gameplay modes. I think that's where this could really succeed if Nintendo does it right. And if they do have an online that works, that allows you and your friends to, to really like have as much fun as you want to have without them getting in your way. Uh, won't have to wait too long to find out. And I hope that I'm wrong about this, but again, knowing what happened yeah. with, with tennis aces, I'm like, it's hard to be a four out of four for this. The thing that the thing that gives me faith is one: how do you fuck up golf? Uh, and then two: I think golf for uh, Mario Golf has had a better run lately than Mario Tennis. Where the last couple of Mario Tennis games that came before Aces were pretty garbo. And Mario Golf, as far as I can tell, I didn't I didn't play the one on 3DS, but I know a lot of people were into it at release. I remember listening to podcasts and hearing Greg talk about it all the time of playing Mario Golf there. And so I think. They they have golf da- down. The one thing I worry about is the online. Like I I don't I do not have tr- trust in Nintendo online. And hopefully hopefully like all that stuff reads locally when you are taking your own shot. And so like the only lag that you'll experience is seeing other pe- other people take their shots or whatever the everybody running on the field at the same time thing is. Um, but even with that, I'm sure Nintendo will find some way to make it laggy <laughs> to actually take a swing. Um, but even still, I'm 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 pretty confident in it. Uh, then we got Scarlet Nexus. I mean, I'm at a two point five. So sick. I'm, I'm at two point five as well. Yeah, I'm definitely two point five. I'll go with that as well. Um, I love the Astral Chain. I beat it. I had an absolute blast with it. This reminds oh, yeah. me a lot of Astral Chain. Yeah. Uh, it's it's gonna be fucking fighting monsters as anime people with just a rocking soundtrack. You could tell, and I'm the visually aesthetically everything just sort of seems perfect for me um yeah i'm super in super Andy, in. i mean that's, gonna get that's, thing, too. that's what i want this oh thing's not just tied to switch that's the key it's yeah. like you know astral chain had such a dope visual style but at the end of the day it was still held back with some hardware limitations this looks like they're like fuck it we're going all out we're gonna make this thing awesome so hopefully it plays as good as it looks 
I'm a two. Normally I would skip these kind of games, but something has come over me in the past couple of years where I've gotten a little more into anime and I've been willing to step out of my comfort zone and try games. And like, this is definitely speaking to me, just the visuals, the action packed gameplay that we're going to get. And what Andy said, right. It's like, I, I'm, I'm want to try this. I'll probably play it for a weekend and then never play it again. But at least I'm going to say I tried it, which I'm really excited about. Uh, then destroy all humans coming to switch. Does Gaia six coming to switch? Mike, come get the fucking statue. For I was going to say, yo, statue, send me that Mike. statue. <laughs> Alyssa, like any day now, I know Alyssa's going to throw me out of the house. She, she's going to divorce Barrett <laughs> over know, this fucking dude. statue. She fucking hates it so much, man. <laughs> Please get it out so, of my house. We've now made it to July. So what we're doing here is the only months with release dates left are July, August, and September, and October has one. Uh, so that's all we're going to get through, and there's not as many games in each one of them. Uh, we're going to do the games without an actual release date at some point in the future. But going through with July here, we got Monster Hunter Stories 2 Rings of Ruin coming to Switch and PC. No. Only one I'm seeing here, no. Skyward Sword, is like the title that's going to really pop out. But maybe, maybe F1, Mike. It seems like my, maybe Michael tried F1 for a weekend. Yeah, I'll, I'll try that out. I really, dirt really got me this year, and like I'm back heavily into racing games. I mean, to the point where they had a free play weekend of like NASCAR Five, and me and the boys booted up NASCAR, and so I, I'm into some racing games. F1 seems like it could be a fun time, but we're all still holding out hope. Forza Horizon. Could it be in Japan? Jeff Grubb once blinked at me twice. And if it is Tokyo Drift, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a big deal. God, I would We're, love that yeah. so much. That would be incredible. I remember one of the state of plays we had, we saw Where the Heart Leads, which is apparently yeah. coming out on July 13th. And that being one that seems like a total Greg-ass game that I might be willing to try out as somebody who um, enjoyed Kentucky Route Zero. I didn't fully beat it, but I got to the final chapter and enjoyed the sort of mystery and dialogue and meeting weird stuff so this game seems very supernatural and not you know sort of bound to the real world um sort of like a walking um simulator with you know talking to characters and figuring out what the hell's going on it looks really interesting it's got a cool style yeah i, love, that's, I like that's, the that's a two for me one. that's a two uh, for me. do you want to hear the the premise of it sure uh, this is from the PlayStation Indies page. This, they, they write, uh, Where the Heart Leads is a dreamlike narrative adventure game where you'll grapple with the full spectrum of life's complex emotions. One fateful stormy night, husband and father Whit Anderson descends down a massive sinkhole to save the family dog. Tumbling into the darkness, Whit emerges in a realm beyond his imagining, uh, where moments from his past, present, and future manif manifest like dreams. Bearing witness to the story of his life, Whit, Whit gains the power to change it. Is that the dog? <laughs> <laughs> dog got excited it's in the sinkhole <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so it's, it sounds like it has a, a cool premise to it i'm i'm the type of person that'll get into a narrative game every now and then depending on what the the actual like plot is if it sounds cool right and also if it has like a good reception i remember uh what remains of edith finch post-launch i remember people going off about that game about how good it was and that was the thing that, that made me try it out and fall in love with it and if where the heart leads has that same kind of reaction to it where people are like hey dude you should check this out because the story is actually really good. Then I can see myself falling into it. For sure. Yeah, then we got Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword coming July 16th. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to replay this one. That might be a three for me. I played about 
six, seven hours of it on the Wii and got to the point where I was like, I cannot do this. I do not like this game <laughs> and I cannot force myself to play a game just because it's Zelda. But them, uh, them enhancing the controls and making it so that you don't have to use motion controls uh, makes it way more likelier that I'm going to stick with it. And I just I haven't played a, a good Zelda in a minute. You know, like I, I, I kind of miss the, the traditional Zelda style a little bit. Like I love Breath of the Wild. It's one of my favorite games. But there is something there's something about that traditional setup of that go dungeon to Zelda, dungeon. 3D Zelda design, yeah, bless. Yeah, like you know, collect your items, you know, <clears throat> do all this all this stuff. Like there's something about that that I kind of miss. And yeah, Skyward Sword, I, I haven't played it through all the way, and so I think I might actually beat this one. I think you'll have a fun time. It's it's a fun world. As someone who hated the the game when it first came out and gave it a second shot for for in review, uh, playing it like on the. Uh, the Wii version on the Wii U and having to like go out of my way to find the right controllers to play it and stuff like going back to it. I was like, I, I actually kind of enjoyed it more and I'm, I'm excited to nice. see what this, uh, this remaster uh, does to enhance it even more. Um, and I know people like the story it. of this one too. You know? <clears throat> yeah. Like the, uh, that was like the one thing I, I, I really enjoyed was I, I really loved the, the story and the, the lore building uh, in this one. And that's uh, if anything, that's what this uh, game does really well is, is that aspect. So uh, I'm excited for, for people to maybe give it a fair shot a, a second time around, kind of like uh, how I did for Zelda in review. And I'm excited for maybe some people to try it out for the first time who haven't before. It's a two from me. I'll give it a shot. I, I, I just know that the uh, the negative reception will kind of probably leak into my brain as I'm playing it. Um, but uh, I, I'm definitely down to try it out. I'm in that same boat, Bless, where it's like, oh, maybe it'll just kind of work for me. Maybe this time it'll just absolutely work for me, where, you know, in the past this was a game that, you know, again, like most of my Nintendo experiences were playing at a relative's place. So uh, maybe it'll work for me this time. And I'm also... Just curious to also see why people don't like it. You know, maybe I sort of figure out like, oh, I, I totally get it. This, you're, I mean, you're I think a big part of it <laughs> is motion controls, and it seems like that's not going to be as big of an issue for this one, which I think is probably going to get way more people that are talking less negatively negatively about it than my than gut more. tells me that this one's going to be much more well received than originally. It's yeah. good. That I think that the talk's going to be like it's really not that bad, guys. I, but we'll see. I think it's gonna. I, I think the narrative of like it's a really bad game. It just comes from like the the pushback from the tens that it got when it was uh, uh, first reviewed when it originally came out. Like uh, it's Fucking lower on my Zelda review, but like even like I kind of like clarified throughout that entire video of like it's still like a good game uh i i do think a lot of the design and level design is based around motion controls as well so i i still think like although like there will be translations of the motion controls to being able to just play on a controller i think there will definitely be like level design choices that people will be like oh yeah this is very uh this is very surface level and very basic and very much in the the mindset of trying to design a, a game specifically around uh motion controls but again we'll see so we got neo the world ends with you the world ends with you surprise sequel that was announced this one i do not believe for a second it's coming out this year um but even if it does for me i'm gonna give it a i'm at that two yeah i'm at a 1.5 for it right now maybe maybe i can get to two if people like if the, if there are more trailers that hype me up for it or people review it or talk about it in a way that makes me want to play it but right now like it looks cool, but I, it, I've not had any experience playing worlds and the world ends with you, and so like I just don't have that hype for it. Yeah, not interested. So here we are in August. Well, before you go to August, I just want to shout out Chris Tales. 
that's one that was at I believe a recent Nintendo Nindie showcase. It has a really cool art style, uh, and it's basically oh, a yeah. it's an indie game that has kind of a JRPG ish kind of setup in terms of combat. Uh, but then also like the the in the I'm not sure the entire premise. I like played a little bit of the demo, but basically in the overworld as you're exploring, you can kind of go back and forth. I believe between either time or dimensions. And so things change as you go back and forth. God, this art uh, Barrett, style is phenomenal. Barrett's showing it right now. The art style is phenomenal. And downloading the demo and trying it out, the art style like does hold up when you're actually in the game. Like it was Damn, so in the in the soundtrack, so it's really really good. When I was playing the demo, I immediately went to the fantasy critic wow. thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put a dollar on this so I can get this on. This looks my like an anime, like just an an animated movie. <laughs> Yeah, damn. Really and it doesn't have that like flash animation style yeah. that a lot of games like totally. this has. This, yeah. this looks real good. Huh? Hell yeah. Uh, then, now we are in August. Uh, of these, I think the first one of relevance to us, correct me if I'm wrong, is Kena Bridge of Spirits coming to PS5, PS4, uh, and PC. That's a four. Oh August that's 24th. A 10 for me, man. That's a four for me also. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, at, I'm at yep. somewhere, I'm like a 3.5 with this one. I think I think it is going to be a really accessible game in terms of uh, they already talked about price, right? It's forty dollars, I believe. Probably. I, I think it's going to be a, uh, on the cheaper side of um, instead of a full sixty to seventy dollar game or whatever. Um, and with that means 50 that bucks. forty it, bucks, forty bucks digital 40. deluxe is fifty. Um, and with that, I got to assume that it's going to be a sub ten hour game. I think it'll be a. On the shorter side, in terms of uh, gameplay, I don't think it's going to be a gigantic commitment. Um, but it just looks amazing. It looks fun as hell. And it just stunning visuals and cool gameplay. I'm totally in. You know, I'm sold. You know what, Andy? You saying that, Sub-10, I'm at a four. I'm at a four. That can get me. Because this does look like the type of game that can deliver a cool story, cool characters, and freaking awesome gameplay that is just fun, as fun to look at as it is to play. And if it is in that, like, you know, nice, smaller game type of level, I am totally all in on this. Yeah, this strikes me as, like, an, an It Takes Two kind of scope, which mm. It Takes Two, I, for what that game was and how much that, like, I think that game was also in the 40 to $50 range, maybe 30 I forget exactly where. But, you know, I would have I would have paid full price to play It Takes Two. I think it, it takes that that budget and pushes it all the way uh for this game even if it is sub 10 hours let's say it's an eight hour experience but it holds this level of quality all the way all the way throughout that it shows in the trailer then that to me that's enough because i i love a nice eight hour experience in a game though the one thing for me with this game is that i hope that the trailers just aren't way overselling it because it does it does show us a lot of really good looking cinematic and then small glimpses of gameplay that looks like it's fun but it's it's always hard to tell uh through trailers especially now that we don't really have in-person uh, uh preview events and stuff because i assume that this is one that we might have played at an e3 by now or at a gamescom or something by now but because there's been no hands-on really it's it's hard to judge but based on these trailers oh my god this looks so good yeah to me it's not even the cinematics that really get me excited it is the glimpses of the gameplay it is the it is Kena dashing away from an enemy and shooting an arrow and it performing this thing. It looks like gameplay. And I know mm-hmm. we've been tricked many times before, but um, there's a sort of rigidness to her animation that seems like a player is playing that and using a controller to control a character as opposed to, you know, hey, this is gameplay, everybody, but it's really just a cinematic with pre-rendered animations or whatever. Um, yeah, it just looks it looks incredible. And I, gosh, I hope I have an OLED TV by then. 
because this is going to be Gotta one that's it. going to be stunning on on a really nice set. Mike, oh, I can't wait. You know that, Tim. This is another fire up the PS5. Let's get this thing going. You know that, this Tim. Game, this game looks that. like it's going to be a banger. Come, Come on. on, people. This game's going to be dope looking. Yeah, I can't wait to play this. Can't wait. Uh, bless. This one's for you. No more Heroes Three, August twenty seventh. Question baby. one: Does it get delayed? Yes, it does get delayed, but I don't care, man. <laughs> Four, I'm excited. <laughs> I'll play it when it gets here. Every single thing I see about this game just makes it look even better and better. Uh, Suda Fifty One can do no wrong except for Let It Die, which should not have had free to play elements in it. But I digress. I'm very excited for No More Heroes Three. I'm somewhere in a, in a two between two and three for this one because it's like I, I love oh, No it. More Heroes one and two, but that's the thing is yeah if, if it is if the gameplay holds up at all for me I am definitely going to beat it because I love the wacky ass story and just how insane this whole thing gets and this one having like a weird Power Rangers vibe it's like yeah that's the the type of ridiculousness this franchise needs. God, look at this trailer. Look at this gameplay. Look how different everything looks scene to scene. He's nailing it. He knows. Like what he's I, doing. Uh, man, like I, I want to be into this, and I feel I like I should be. But like, the, look it, at this. I, I just like look at the the Akira reference. It just seems. Got. It just looks messy as fuck. <laughs> like it, it just yeah, looks it like. And I know that's what they're going for with all of, like the crazy colors and weird UI things popped up. I know it's like a. It seems like a, a commentary on just games itself, you know, yeah. but it just it looks too messy for me, man. It has like a Scott Pilgrimish vibe to it where it, it very much is stylized to be like like a video game and, and, and um, appeal to our nostalgia for video games. And so you see a lot of those pixelated like the pixelated buttons and the voxels and all that stuff is very it's, much trying to point towards. Yeah, that. it seems like the UI will change from level to level, like aesthetically in ways that bother me i don't know that's just a complete guess um but i think also the fact that it's um it's only on switch is kind of what bums me out too because i i just it's gonna look that like game's gonna, probably it's, that game's like, gonna chug i want it to be higher res and sharp and yeah. <laughs> pretty as all hell you know i don't know Mike, anything for you? No, not at all. Uh, unless Emron the Don Khan will sit down and explain and play it with me, then no, I'm not. I'm not jumping into that. <laughs> Man, you've been called out, Imran. You've been once called you start out. playing it, it'll make sense. Because like No More Heroes, I'm, I I definitely understand watching the trailers. It's like, what the fuck is this shit? But like, usually at least one and two, the the spinoff that I can't remember the name of, maybe it gets a little bit more into weird territory. But one and two definitely. Once you once you start them, it very much starts off simple where it's like hey you just gotta travis take out strikes back travis strikes again or try st- either again. strikes back or again one of those again, two yeah um Tim. but you're basically mm-hmm. taking out 10 assassins and that's it for the first one and the second one is like hey you're getting revenge but you're also taking out 49 assassins i'm sure this one by the time you get in there it'll be like hey you're fighting a bunch of aliens and that's about it what's Tim, up you know how, you know how i made the perfect comparison that um in a lot of ways the rabid fan base of the musical Hamilton remind me of the rabid fan base of the musical movie Happy Feet. You're such a fucking <laughs> freak, dude. <laughs> what does that mean? It's just, they just, I don't know. There's a lot of similarities there, uh, Bless. Yeah. But I feel like um, No More Heroes reminds me a lot of Death Proof. If we were mm. to compare like a movie to a game, I just feel like the vibe of the over the topness, the looking at the camera and the winks and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. It reminds me of a an over the top Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino uh 
That's what it is. Yeah. 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 You know, and like the first one came out at a time where we were desperate for Wii motion controls to actually translate to a dope gameplay experience. And it succeeded there. But it was also that perfect thing of like, look, gamers are kind of grown up. So like he's going to pee and like there's going to be fart jokes. And like <laughs> yeah. sometimes when he's going to kind of look like he's jerking off. Like, and also yeah, it's going to be very like... inappropriate and not age well because the whole game he's trying to sleep with the lady who's giving him his missions. And so, yeah, it, yeah, there's a lot of shit where it's like it is edgy as fuck in the like debatably edge lord territory. And that's the thing for this one where I'm like, are they going to either address that or kind of modernize it and have a new twist, which which I ex- kind of expect them to. But we'll see. And for Bless's sake, I, I hope that the answer is yes across the board. <laughs> yeah, man, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm excited that's, for uh, New World. New Very World. What is that? that. This could, the be the, game, right? this could be the first successful Amazon game. Uh, oh. New World had a beta last year or a closed alpha or whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't remember what it was, but it seemed like everybody who tried it out said, wow, this could be like the brand new MMO that really works. And I don't know what, you know, gameplay wise, it looked fun as hell. I think I think it just could be that brand new MMO that really sticks and makes people fall back in love with an MMO that is not world of warcraft you yeah, know we, we see it time and yeah. time again and a new mmo comes out people play it for a while now again this is uh final fantasy 14 notwithstanding i know everybody loves that shit um but it just feels like if you're not into that game you try out a new mmo you go back to wow uh, after a couple of weeks but this could be the one this could be the one that i also try out and just get in on the ground floor of and you know make a new character see what it's all about grind out for a couple of weeks and see if it works for me but um yeah, again, this it's so bizarre that this seems to be the one that could stick for Amazon this as opposed to all cool, the other man. canceled ones. Um, yeah, it seems interesting. I think you're crazy. I don't really? think this thing has a fucking shot in hell. And I think that Amazon has a lot to do with that. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't I don't I'm, think this game's coming out. I'm talking just based on. Oh, no, this game's definitely coming out. Like, I, I think just based on watching Twitch streamers play it and I watched many, many Twitch uh, streamers play it. They were like, fuck, this is awesome. And I mean, they're the great. people who. They are the people who are really into WoW. Um, I like. I know Tid the Tapman who loves WoW. Um, streamed this, loved it. Bruce Green loved it as well. I, I think. Uh, I think it could work, and I, I'm excited to see if they actually are able to pull it off. Because, I mean, you know, I don't want to do the poor Amazon thing, right? Um, pay your workers well and mm-hmm. treat them like humans. But, goddamn, I. Um, I just. I hope for the game studio's sake. That the employees there, we do not experience another big mass layoffs because goddamn, you think there's been so many people that have been quitting their jobs going for the security of a gigantic company like Amazon who has money out the wazoo to pay for whatever the hell they want to. And so many of them have just been let down. So I hope this one works and I hope it doesn't lead to another round of layoffs. Moving on into September, we got WRC 10, Mike, maybe. No, yeah, cool. it's it's a maybe, but no. <laughs> Life is strange. True colors. It's four a maybe. no for me. It's a four. I set that four. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. I oh, gotta word? go back. Oh, dude, I love Life. Oh is strange. shit. Okay. Um, but I got I do have to go back and play Life is Strange two. I like I I fell in love with Life is Strange one and before the storm when they came out and two was the one where the re- the release schedule for that one screwed it up for me. Where I played the first episode, I liked the first episode fine. I wasn't in love with the first episode, and then the later episodes didn't come out until much later, and I never made the time to check them out. 
Um, but everything they've shown for the new one, I'm super into. Deck Nine is developing this one as opposed to um, the um, what's the name of the actual developer um, who just did Tell Me Why. Oh, I, don't I forget nod. for whatever. Don't yeah, nod. Don't yeah, nod, as opposed yes. to don't nod. And Deck Nine were the ones who worked on Before the Storm, and I and I I think they did a phenomenal job with that one. And so I tr- I trust this game uh, in their hands. And for the stuff they've shown about it so far, makes it look cool. I think the 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 art style and how they've kind of updated it, I think looks really good. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm. They're also releasing it all in one bundle as opposed to doing it in a series of chapters that come out over the course of a year and so i think the fact that it's coming out as one game is going to be very strong for it and what a glow up wait. dude god this game Total looks so god. much better yeah so good happy going with like a different look entirely yeah good for them it looks amazing uh i'm gonna give it a one sorry sorry a two gonna try nice. death loop uh, that's a, that's a not try for me I, I i feel like i'd have to play the other ones and it's just probably a big undertaking so yeah, next up, Deathloop, September 14th, PS5, PC. I'm at that four, baby. Let's go. Yeah, that's a big four. That's a, a big old four. four I've been me. at I the just, 10 I, for years at this point. Let's go. Man. Yeah. I, I don't need another trailer. We're going to get at least two or three more trailers. I just know it. But, man, this looks awesome. I hope that it is nearly as cool as it looks because the, the vibe and the tone they got from a like aesthetic point of view, not just like the technical visuals and all that stuff, is super rad. And I just hope that the... The gameplay of the story can kind of like add up to being something as cool as the premise of assassins kind of fighting each other and having to redo it over and over and over. It's a storyline that we've heard different cool things about and we've seen movies like this and stuff. But like that sounds like it could really work in a video game. But how long does that hook last and does it like end up in a product product that is like fantastic? And I think that it could. I think uh, if there's anybody who's going to nail that, I think it's going to be Arcane based off their their pedigree. Like they know how to make a good game that feels like it is you make you you using your uh, player choice in order to to like sneak around or assassinate or like combine abilities in order to make things go, go your way. Arcane knows how to make that type of game. Uh, and yeah, Deathloop, just in terms of its style, you know, it's speaking to me so much, way more than even Dishonored, because I, I really like Dishonored too. But if there, was, if there was one thing that I didn't fall in love with with that game, I just, I just wasn't super into the whale punk aesthetic. And Deathloop, just from an aesthetic standpoint, is fucking killing it. And yeah, the premise of it being these dueling assassins that are going back and forth throughout the whole game uh, speaks to me so much. It looks so good. I'm at a four, big four, strong four. <laughs> Mike? Uh, so excited. Can't wait to play this. Just got done playing Dishonored 1 with the FPS boost over Ooh. on Xbox and really got me excited into what Arcane is doing with this. And I know I've brought this up before on one of the kind of funny shows, but like I am also interested in the multiplayer aspect of this. Of like, what is that other person gonna be? How will it affect your gameplay? Will Stanky Toast 69 continue to troll me throughout my gameplay? But I am excited of like First off, the game itself looks incredible. It's going to be fun. Can't wait to play it. But also, like, what is that multiplayer aspect going to be all about? And how will I either troll or be trolled throughout my gameplay experience? Very excited about that. Hell yeah. And then moving on, we only got one in October. But before we even get to that, I want to shout out Hot Wheels Unleashed. Yeah, September dude. 30th. Uh, Barrett, can <laughs> Let's you just bring up a YouTube video of this? Because I saw a trailer of this uh, come up on my, my Twitter last week, and I, I quote tweeted it where I was like, is it just me or does this actually look fucking dope as hell? It was like, you tweeting it, it out look- that sort of put it on the radar and be like, 
Oh shit! Yeah, this kind of reminds me of the fun races in GTA Online. Totally. Um, yeah, I love how imaginative it is, and it's it's about time we got a different racer that isn't. You know, we talk about these character racers like Crash Racing or Sonic or Mario Kart or whatever. But I guess I've just kind of been tired of the not that I play a lot of racing games anyway, but the ultra realism in racing games. This looks like something I'm just super down to fuck with. Absolutely. I, yeah. I'm definitely going to try this out. Is that such a good style to it? Like I, if you told me that there's going to be <clears throat> there's going to be a Hot Wheels game that I was going to have an aesthetic and like that was going to have graphics that you you look at and go, oh, fuck, that looks really good. I wouldn't have believed you. But I look at this and I'm like, oh, that looks really good. Like, I want to try this out. This almost reminds me of when Forza Horizon does like Hot Wheels crossover, oh, crossovers so cool. and shit. Yeah, and, and I always, always that, love that. that I'm excited about with this, though, is just like, you know, Andy mentioned GTA. Blessing, you mentioned Forza. And like, those things are both freaking awesome. So much fun. We played the hell out of them. Uh, mm. But what I like about this is it's actually what makes Hot Wheels special, which is they're driving through vents. They're in a garage. They're like, these yeah. are tracks, like kind of in real world settings, as opposed to just blowing up Hot Wheels to be giant actual cars. And I've always loved that. I, there was a Micro, or micro Machines game and a Hot Wheels game on the N64 that I just Big totally shortcut. fell in love with. Dude, that man. was fantastic. And, and that's the thing is, like, the, it's this Mario Kart type gameplay with a little bit of F-Zero action, the, the drifts of a Ridge Racer. Like, I San mean, Francisco Rush. This, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. hell like yeah. The, hell like yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 le, the less realistic parts of San Francisco Rush type shit. Like, yeah. That's what yeah. yeah, and like what you were saying, Tim, of like how it's like actually just like the the size realistic size of hot wheels and like seeing them go through like uh like air vents and stuff like that like that's awesome to see <laughs> it's cool it's cool and and i will say the the hesitation i have on this is pre-alpha so they have a long time to figure this out it looks a little empty both the course and just kind of like the the world around it and it doesn't seem quite fast enough for what i'd want from uh, uh this type of game but um hopefully this was just like the first we've seen of it so did you guys ever play excite bots on the wii i did not Man, Excitebots. If I, it was so, Excitebots Trick Racing was a basically a similar arcade racing game that came out for the Wii that had like a similar level of you're you're making you're hitting these large jumps. You are playing as these cars that were all modeled after these like different bugs and beetles and and, and had weird weird shapes and shit. It had very similar energy. And when I tell you that it's probably one of the most fun racing games I've ever played, it is a fantastic racing game that is so under the radar and that not enough people uh, know about. But this reminds me a little bit of that, and that gets me excited. Wow, this bug vehicle just used its scorpion tail to grab onto a pole in the track and then start spinning around it. Yeah, it and did. then launches it. Come on, guys! I'm telling y'all, sleeper hit of 2021. <laughs> and then the final one with the release date is October 12th. Back for Blood. Come on, baby! That's a big four for me, man. Good lord! I mean, ever since it got delayed, that was sort of the the first real big game heartbreak that I had this year. Of like, damn, dude, I was really looking forward to this, playing this game a lot sooner. Uh, but yeah, let that shit cook a bit more. It's gonna be. Really nice and eventful to be coming around Halloween time. Uh, I mean, I had such a blast with the beta. I, I was so sad that I couldn't play with Greg and Bless during the daytime stream, but playing at night with with Mike and Tucker, and we had an absolute blast. And this is going to be one that you just replay a lot because there are different, you know, uh, dynamics of different people you're playing with, or you're. You unlock this new piece of loot. The card system is so innovative and so fun, for especially for a game like this. I didn't expect to 
really be into that sort of uh, system and, and kind of building out your inventory. But goddamn, it was an absolute blast. And I was so sad when the the beta or whatever it's called went offline. I'm I'm really excited for this. I mean, it's just it's great that, you know, developers started realizing that Valve was never going to make games ever again. So they're like, mm-hmm. all right, we'll make our own left. We'll do dead. it ourselves. Yeah, exactly. somebody make a portal. Somebody make a portal. For the love why, of God, I, someone is, make a portal. Why isn't anybody trying doing that? Well, they're uh, under Valve, aren't they? Isn't Turtle Rock? They got bought by Valve, right? Really? So that's uh, kind of like on. the weird irony of it all. I've, um, I'm pretty sure they got bought by Valve. I'm looking at it. Maybe, maybe I'm lying about it. You're did I lie a, about you're it? You're just a fucking liar, Andy. It's possible, man. Turtle Rocks. Wait, shit. Did Andy just drop an exclusive scoop? <laughs> oh, dude. The number one video <laughs> game journalist. I, I'm at a two and a half for this game. Oh, I, they were I'm, formerly of Valve. My bad. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's what I knew. They, I, I knew they had some kind of connection because uh, when you mentioned it, it did like flip a switch. But yeah, I'm at a two and a half for this one. I'm super excited for it. The card system, I think, is super cool and seems super fresh. And surprisingly, like at, like Andy said, added uh, a lot to the experience. And so I'm I'm looking forward to trying that out. Um, and I think the thing I'm looking forward to the most out of this game is playing it with friends and with you guys and playing it on stream because i know for a fact that this is one of those games that we're probably going to play for multiple weeks for the kind of funny stream it's going to be another one that's like outriders but probably even more so because people are probably going to be way even way more excited to play this game than outriders on stream and so looking forward to it yeah i'm i'm right there with bless where i'm probably between a two two and 2.5 and three but the idea of playing with you guys is bringing me to a four like the streams, yeah. this looks like so much damn fun. I never had that group of friends to play Left 4 Dead with. So I was always kind of just playing alone or playing with like someone if I got to for a little bit or whatever. And that was a great experience. But playing with you guys seems like it's going to be a damn blast. So that definitely takes me to the get hype level for sure. And, uh, and especially the times that we did play, Mike, where we died and you kind of had to reassess and be like, all right, well, what do we got to do wrong? All right, run down, fucking haul ass down that way. I'm going to try to cover here with the minigun. It's, I mean, good Lord. We had so much fun on that stream. I can't wait. This is something that we've all been dying for. If you're a Left 4 Dead fan, you've been itching for this, and you've got a little taste of it with World War Z, but I think this is going to come full circle for you of like, you're back, and it's exciting. Grab your friends, play through the campaigns, play through the the different missions, and do it all over again. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really, really excited. And, you know, I, I do like this studio and what they've made before. I think a lot of you remember Evolve. And that was one of those, like, you were either in it or you weren't into it. And I was into that. And so I'm excited to see what this team can do. And uh, this is the perfect game for me and my friends. I can't wait. And with that, everyone, this has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Thank you so much for joining us with this. Every game with a release date in 2021 so far. Uh, looking at this list, there is a TBA section that has many, many, many games. Oh so we'll God. see. There's probably, hopefully, going to be many more games coming out this year. But I'm sure a ton will be delayed. But stay tuned. We'll probably do an episode in the coming weeks uh, going through all of those games and our hype levels for those. Uh, we got E3 coming up, too. So a lot of announcements to, to be coming this summer. Uh, we're about to do the post show for patreon.com slash kind of funny game supporters. Thank you all so very much. Mike, thank you for joining us on Gamescast. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to come back again and, uh, of course, talk more video games with you and the crew. It's always my favorite. Hell yeah. Till next time. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>